We Real Reeves. What's up, guys, and welcome to We Real Reels, the monthly podcast where we review old movies to find out if they are as good as we remember or if they just squeeze the life right out of you. I'm your host, Panda Brandon, and with me are my two half-brothers, the Grizzly Zay and the Polar Dev. Hello. This podcast does contain spoilers, and we'll be discussing the movie at length. This is a mature content podcast, so be prepared for harsh language and awkward situations. All sound clips, music, and trailers are only used for review purposes and belong to their respective owners. This podcast is brought to you by The Collectors, Comic Shop, and Shots and Squatch Gym. This podcast is also be sponsored by you. There's a link in the description, guys, and you can now donate to help out the bears. That's right. You can donate $1 a month, $5 a month, or is it $15 or $30 a month? We're not asking for much, you know. I'm satisfied with the $1 Just a month. Just donate whatever amount is required to pay for the liquor that you're going to recommend we use. That's right. I mean, hey, and how about this? Whoever donates $30 a month gets a personal invitation for their own segment on the podcast, uh-huh. that's right. We can it could get weird. We can Skype you in, and uh, you can talk about whatever it is you want to talk about, and get your name out there through We Real Wheels. Do they get to choose the movie as well? Yeah, uh, I mean that's a lot. I mean maybe if they put a lot of you know if they put a lot of money in here and invest in us wholeheartedly, then yeah, you know what? Why not? What if it's a really good movie? I don't know. I mean we'll just have to see. Uh, like if they're like, hey, I want to do Step Brothers with you guys. It's hard to say no to that. Well, let's get this thing kicked off with our uh, What You Been Doing, What You Gonna Do segment. Hey, watch it, pal. What have you been doing? What are you gonna do, huh? All right, and uh, I think I'll start it off. Yeah, let okay. you start it off. Okay, I'll start it off then. Um, this last past month which would be the month of July, really, mostly of July, half of August. We had, uh, I've been watching a lot of old UFCs, man, like old old John Jones fights, uh, Brock Lesnar, I got to see him, his in-ring career, which wasn't that long. Uh, he got beat by Overeem with like a kick in the stomach or something, and it was, that was it. It was pretty yeah, pretty messed up. Brock didn't even try to wrestle the dude. Like that was his key thing. He tried to stand up and strike with him. Like Brock, yeah. you're a wrestler. Yeah, that him. was uh, that was when Brock found out he had the diverticulitis. Correct? Wasn't yeah, he part had of it? he had just recovered from that, and he said if he had won, he'd keep going. But if not, then he would retire, and he mm-hmm. retired. I think with the less intestines, probably affects cardio, and you know how how much you can do from a standpoint. You get kicked in the stomach. After you're missing a couple, you know, a couple feet of intestines, is what I think they removed. Probably hurts a little more. Probably shakes a lot of shit around. Well, GSP has been a dominant beast. Anderson, the Spider Silva, uh, he was playing around too much with I forget his opponent's name. Is a USA guy, and the guy caught him. He caught Silva on the chin, knocked him out, and Silva's like, you know, this is the champ now. I'm done. Uh, I think I'm gonna focus on something else. And then he comes back, and gets a rematch with him. And I was like, for sure Silva's going to take it back. Yeah, he kicked his leg, and the guy checked it, and he broke his shin. Oh, my God. I seen that live uh, when it went down, man. I was so surprised. Like, I, I don't bet much, but that's the first time that I bet. 
And I was like, yeah, see, I was like, what that ass? Dude, I lost like 20 bucks. Yeah, yeah, well, here's the thing. is I watch a lot of UFC, I've seen that shit three times. That was the first one. But then it was uh, the guy who fought this weekend, Chris Weidman. And then the other one was McGregor when he did his, which McGregor's was probably not as nasty because it didn't actually – I mean, the, the other two, their legs wrapped around the other person's leg. It looked like Mr. Fantastic stretching out and trying to grab you and trip you. But yeah, it was it, – they're hard to watch. Yeah, that was that was absolutely terrible. I think, though, if he didn't break his leg, he probably would have won that fight for sure. Yeah, Civil for sure. A beast. I uh, watched Uriah Faber fight. Uh, I thought he could have won the championship but didn't. Uh, that was kind of sad. He was a big name coming out of you – know, when he first started coming in, he was huge. And it just, like you said, it didn't work out in his favor. He couldn't get it done. I've seen John Jones' closest fight where – I don't know, man. It come down to the judges. Which, uh, who was that? Was That that wasn't – I forget his it name. It wasn't Leo Tomachita, was it? No, f- no, of course not. He choked him it out. It was uh, who? Who? It was. It was some Finnish dude or something like that. He was yeah. Finnish or something over there, and he was a white dude. He had the same body style as Jones, that mm-hmm. long, lanky style, and he took it to Jones for real. I think that was when Jones was at the height of his problems, though. I don't think we got the John Jones mm-hmm. that we know what is capable. I think that was at the height of his. Drug addiction, his alcohol, all the things that were going bad for him. Yeah, I think that's all that was. Uh, DUIs yeah. Too. Yeah, well, it was terrible. Well, I mean, the match was fight. The, the match was fight. The fight was fun. Damn. Uh, but, right. no, I don't think so. I've been having a stroke here. I'm going get back to you. But, uh, besides that, uh, we had my son's birthday party, July, at the end of July, and that was pretty cool. Uh, trying to make sure he's not a spoiled brat, so he makes sure he's getting the thank yous in and whatnot. But I end up giving that him a Batmobile, the Robert Pattinson electric little Batmobile for the kids. And dude, he the first time he got into it, he did not know how to do anything. You know, he's learning on the go. He don't listen, or he can't understand what I'm saying to him to to listen. So yeah, you can't be like hit the accelerator, and he's like, "Got you, Dad." Yeah, and he just he, so he's kind of <laughs> learning by actions. And he's driving around this, you know, we got this little lot outside with a tree line, bush line, and he's just driving around in there. He's still trying to figure out how to turn. Well, him and my nephew, Kari, were driving in, you know, Kari's in the passenger seat and Gray's in the the driver's seat. And Kari sees what's coming and he's like, oh, I got to get out of here. So he tries to turn and jump out of the car, but it's too late. Gray just drives right into the tree line with a bunch of bushes and Mm -hmm. everything and all the bushes and stuff, they're just scratching the shit out of Kari, man. He's like, ah, ah. Well, the bushes had all, like, crossed. And, I don't know, they just... Grayson hit them perfectly to where they were just on his forehead. And he was still mashing the gas when I got over there. And he looking in his eyes was like... He was squinching his eyes and still just holding forward, like, stop hitting the gas. He thought he was just going to bust through the other side. And Kari's <laughs> over there like, help, help me. My back. <laughs> he did that on purpose. Did he ask you guys up. for your insurance information? It was messed up. But he has gotten a lot better since then. He knows how to turn. He knows how to shift the gears now. He goes in reverse. He goes forward. And I remember there being a some husky was just on the loose out there. And I swear, man, I, I saw Devin's fist get like three times <laughs> larger when that that dog come over here. <laughs> that dog walking the yard, he was like, mm-mm, you're walking to the wrong yard. And the lady's like, he's not. 
bitch, don't worry yeah. about it. No. Yeah, I was walking over to the car to get the Yeah, we were, we were about to fuck that dog <laughs> up, dude. It was about to be some bad shit. to be a mugging over here. This lady's going to watch her dog die. Well, it's just, she just didn't seem too concerned about a random dog walking around a party that was a bunch of small children. I mean, he goes mm-hmm. and gets a hold of one of those small kids. We saw what a chow would do to Camry, yeah. who was a lot bigger yeah, at the time. Yeah. Imagine what a, a husky could do to a, a small child. Fuck yeah. that. I was going to put an end to it quick. Oh, Maybe before it was ever necessary. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't ever going to be necessary, but we were going to find out. Yeah, she just nonchalantly just taking a stroll down the street. I couldn't decide if I was going to try and do, like, a, I don't practice UFC at all, but I feel like I've watched quite a few kicks. I, thought, I didn't know if I was going to just try and put them bottom teeth through the top of his fucking head <laughs> with just a crazy kick that probably would have broke my fucking leg. I would have went down, too, and had to pay a bunch of medical bills, but... I, in my head, I was just thinking bad thoughts. He was going. He was going down one way or another. Yeah, he, he definitely was. And then I might have just carried him like, her, uh, what's his name did in Troy? Hector no. just drug his by his tail back over to the owner. <laughs> <laughs> well, the dog didn't attack. He just ran off. So luckily, none of that had to happen. And then I went recently to the AEW Rampage event in downtown uh, Nashville at the Brimstone Arena, which was it was pretty cool, man. I'm not caught up with current events on AEW, so going there and trying to learn their catchphrases, everybody's singing along with them and whatnot. And I'm like, what? I don't I don't know about this. This is cool. Did you get to experience the Chris Jericho where he comes out to his own music, the Judas song? He yeah, he and they sing it there. every word. I think I might have been a little late for that. Oh, man. Or I yeah. went out to get shirts or something. Because yeah. when I come back, Chris Jericho's already in the ring. Oh, so you missed that. Yeah, Dude, yeah. they sing the whole fucking thing word for word. And it's the song that he's... It's probably the most popular song that he has for his band. It's called mm. Judas. But, dude, it is... It is, it's got to be the most like euphoric thing ever for another individual to have thousands and thousands of people singing the song that you made mm. to you as you come out to beat somebody up. That is pretty awesome. But I went with a couple of friends from the shop, uh, the Wrestling Boys, uh, Logan and Spencer. He buys a lot of comics at the shop. And me, him, and Xavier, went. we went down there and we had a good time. And I was sitting next to Spencer. And he's like this low energy dude, and he just says things on his mind. He's just real, you know, kind of leveled out. And he didn't, he wasn't caught up with current events either, but he likes wrestling and he loves gold dust for some reason. He was hoping he would see gold oh, dust out shit, there. Oh, shit, some Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, yeah. But we didn't get to see him. But he was, uh, we was, they were booing some guy out there. And I was like, I don't know why they're booing this guy. He's like, well, I don't think we're supposed to like him. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know. You know who it was? Uh, no, I don't remember, man. I don't. It was one of those first matches out there, and I was like, "Yeah, we ain't supposed to like him," but I kind of like him, and I, I, don't, I don't remember who it was. But there was a, there was a lot of interesting wrestlers. The best match of the night was uh, Ray Phoenix versus Commander, and me and Spencer were just kind of commentating the match the whole night, and we didn't know their special moves or anything. Mm-hmm. So Spencer Psyched. had gave Commander his own special, and he was like, "He's going to give him the Commander Crunch." Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that turned out to be an amazing match, even so, even much so, so much that um, Phoenix took off his mask and gave it to uh, the commander, hmm. which is like a sign of respect in the luchador world. I was about to say, that's not a common thing uh, you see very often. Yeah, he covered up his mask with his manager's jacket and gave him 
uh, covered up his head and then gave him a mask. So that was pretty cool. Normally, it's the disrespect is when they try and take your mask off. When they off. try to take it off, yeah, yeah. They used to always try to do that for Ray Mysterio. I remember that. Yeah. Like, Leave him alone! <laughs> yeah, they did it one time in uh, somewhere. I think it was WCW. They had oh, to take yeah, Mysterio's mask off. That's time, when he was like yeah. a thug back then. He started wearing like Jinko jeans and no shirt. <laughs> he had earrings and shit. Well, yeah, that was uh, that's about it, man. It's been this past month. I've been seeing Gray develop a lot more. He's using a lot more words in his sentences, mm-hmm. and so that's pretty interesting. So he's saying a bunch of stuff that's it's like, whoa, I didn't know you hey, could comprehend that. Slow it down, because yeah, let me tell you, when they start really talking, it gets annoying. Yeah, <laughs> they just especially the questions, or they're you know, oh, they're man. getting real inquisitive. They want to yeah. know what's going on, or what you mean by what you say, or what's. Teach them how to, how to read and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. You can slowly no teach him now. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he he's a little too young. Best one I'll teach him. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he, uh, he one of them kids, bro. If you don't respond to him, he like a broken record. He going to keep on mm-hmm. keeping on. And instead of saying, why did this happen? He always says, how does this happen? How does this do this? How does this do this? Dada, dada, how does this do this? Dada, how did it? I'm like, son, shut it up. <laughs> you're gonna have to just let it happen. Whatever he's like Mike Rowe, boy. He's trying to do dirty jobs. He wants to know how everything yeah. works. <laughs> yeah, he does. And we watched uh, Lion King for the first time last night. He really liked that. Which the animated or the animated? Yeah, the oh, okay. original. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. So yeah, that's uh that's all for the last month. And then this uh, next coming up month, I found a website where I can get a meal plan going, uh, and it's free. So I'm gonna use that and start. You know, getting my calorie count going and start working on my meal plans because I think my diet is really what I need to get together to burn the fat that I want to burn so I can be a chiseled beast at the beach. You know what I'm saying? When you're going to the beach. I don't know. But that's oh, what okay. I'll try. I was like, all right. <laughs> well, by the time I go to the beach, hopefully I'll be a chiseled beast. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have to start eating some vegetables. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, that's it for me, guys. So uh, let's go and toss it to you, Dev. Oh, okay. Uh... Last month, man, we you know we said we talked about we did Gray's party. That was fun, good time. We always have a good time. Uh, we went to Ike's house to watch the the boxing match. Which, uh, if he's listening, we love you, Bubba. But I think we all went there anticipating we were there to watch UFC, and we knew I knew there was a boxing match, and I knew I wanted to see that as well. But I'm pretty sure everybody was on par with this is a UFC event. And we got there. We tried to hook up my fire stick, and he couldn't get it to work. And he was like, oh, I just buy it. And I was like, okay. And then he went to you know the, the service to buy it. And I was like, oh, shit, that's not ESPN+. And then he clicked on that boxing <laughs> match, and I was like, all right, we're doing it. And I was fine with it. I just like combat sports. So I was good with it, but I knew everybody else. Boxing is extremely boring compared to some of these UFC fights. There are some bad ones, but extremely boring compared to what could happen uh, in, in the UFC. So I enjoyed it. I mean, at least you got to see it because this was the one of the most anticipated fights. Oh, this fight. I, and, uh, I got to see that. But, dude, no, for me, the boxing match was even better for me because, you know, we're in a time where boxing isn't as popular as it used to be, you know, back in the Mike Tyson days. But this fight felt like something iconic that it needed to be seen between the two people that boxed. Both undefeated. I think Earl Spence was, what, 30-0 and 0 with 29 KOs. Terrence Crawford was like 41-0 and 0 or some mm-hmm. nonsense with 30, you know, just immaculate boxing. And 
Terrence Crawford pieced him the fuck up. Oh my god, counter punching man, he dude! Just in that jab, just jabbing him. The dude's face looked—he looked like the thing from the fucking Goonies at the end of this fight. It was so swollen. <laughs> he beat up. him the fuck up. And that—that's one thing that sucks about that specific match is. I like both of those boxers. Yep. Man. They were like very both. respectful. Yep. And you don't see that a lot of times. You always see some asshole and there's some quiet guy. And I'm always for the quiet guy, man. Because assholes just got to get your mouth shut up, man. You're talking yep. too fucking much. And yep. these guys were both nice. They were super nice dudes and super well-crafted and super far. I mean, for the longest time, everybody kept saying Terrence Crawford was ducking mm-hmm. Earl Spence. And then Terrence Crawford took the fight and beat the fight. I mean, just yeah. a legacy-defining fight. He come out to with uh, Eminem. Yes. That's what won him to fight right there. Well, we were hyped because Earl Spence came out with fucking Big X the Plug playing my favorite fucking song, <laughs> Texas. And I was like, holy shit, it's going down. And then when you come out to Eminem, it just, I mean, no offense to Big X the Plug. I love his fucking music, but, but you ain't Eminem, dog. <laughs> Looks like Detroit beats Texas. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it was it was cool, but we did that. Uh, we watched the UFC fight last night, which was awesome. Sugar Sean O'Malley became champion, baby. I, I don't think anybody, any real fight fan, was probably under the assumption the same as I was that the only way Sean O'Malley wins is with a knockout. In my opinion, Aljamain Sterling is on another fucking level as far as being so well rounded that he's elite in every aspect. And O'Malley did exactly what he needed to do to get that knockout. He played the entire first round, not a whole lot of offense, just watching. Just, hey, how does he move? What is he doing? And he realized that he was overthrowing on that fucking left jab and that left shot. And what happened? Dude, it was, if you watch it in slow motion, he charged up his fucking right hand like a superhero as he was dodging the punch. You can watch his eyes, and he slowly just inches away, just backs up just enough yeah. To where Al Jermaine's punch missed and never blinked and then just fucking came across with a, oh my God, a super fucking punch. Like a Superman style, just detonator bomb going off. And Al Jermaine knew he fucked up and watched it coming and had to close his eyes to prep for the blow. And just, I mean, hit him so hard that his head went straight to the mat like a fucking anime. He didn't put his hands up to like try and catch himself. He was fucking out. He couldn't. He, he, was was turning, he was turning his head as he was Dude, getting, like, it was, was amazing. Beautiful punch. And again, I love Aljamain Sterling. Phenomenal fighter. No discredit to him. They they both at the end of the fight, you know, admitted they you know, they talk a lot of shit. That's what UFC fighters do. That's how you promote your fight and you get the money and the views. Yeah. But at the end of it, they both show mutual respect. They just said it was all for the show. Both complimented each other. Phenomenal. Great, great. Great fights. But as, uh, as amazing as that fight was, it wasn't fight of the night. Fuck no, dude. <laughs> fight of the night was the tough series, uh, Bantamweights. I don't even remember what the two fucking dudes' names were, like Cody Gibson and I don't remember the other guy's name. These two dudes beat the living shit out of each other for three solid fucking rounds. I'm talking there was not a single point in that fight where you didn't think one of them was going to fucking – it was over with. They were throwing just bombs at each other and heads just snapping back. Both of them probably his next fucking tore up today because their heads just kept getting fucked up. But, man, it, it, it went the distance. Both of them knew what was on the line, a UFC contract. Both of them had been in the UFC prior to this and, and didn't make it. They, you know, they were young, inexperienced, didn't make it. So they're trying to get their, you know, back into the UFC. And both of them were like, this is motivation. I'm trying to help my family out. I'm trying to – you could tell both of them. Any normal mortal man would have been out quick in that fight. 
these two dudes had something to fight for, and the, the fight that they put on was phenomenal for what it meant to both of them, what they were trying to do. See, I'm surprised Dan White didn't come out there with two contracts. Well, he's not going to do that because he probably doesn't have anything available on hand. But I guarantee you that dude is going to fight in the UFC again. Both of them will. The guy who got the contract will fight a lot, and then the other guy's going to get caught. Man, it was was just a master class on both sides. Not a whole lot of defense. Um, The offense was just insane. (laughs) That's how it was with uh, Forrest Griffin and – Yes, well – What's Joe Rogan, uh, no Stephen Bonner, yeah, Stephen Bonner, yeah. yeah, yeah, no. That was it, it, that's what it reminded me of. And even Joe Rogan and and Daniel Cormier came out and said the exact same thing. They were just like, "Holy, this this is the exact this is 2023's version of that fucking fight." Both guys deserve to be here, and both guys don't want to fucking stop until they get there. The only problem is with that is you can't you couldn't you couldn't judge how well of fighters they were. Based off that fight, no. because there, like you said, there was no defense. They were just slugging it out yep. and not knocking each other out, they so knew, it looked good. They knew you got to you got to make a show out of it, like O'Malley did with Aljamain. So the knockout is always the show. Nobody gives a shit about going to a decision. No one gives a shit about going to the ground and trying to grapple. And you you might eventually choke them out. Then it gets exciting. But to get to that point, most of the time it's a slow process, and it's what people don't want to see. I, I like it because mm-hmm. I've slowly started to understand it more. And what everybody's trying to do, how you're trying to, you know, share space. You know, you move your wrist here. That person's going to move their quad here. The hip mm-hmm. movement, the placement of what you, you know, what you're trying to avoid. And there's, it's like, what does Joe Rogan always say? It's, it's, it's chess with dire human consequences. Yeah, and <laughs> you, you make one wrong move, you're fucked. And you're hoping that these guys are good fighters. But I think the UFC really showed you that Forrest Griffin wasn't that good. No. I think Stephen Bonner was better, but... Mm-hmm. Forrest Griffin stepped in there with Keith Jardine, and man, Keith made Forrest Griffin look like he was mentally retarded. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he hit him, and when he was on the ground, he was just ground pounding him. Forrest's hands were up in the air like he was trying to be a, a human clock, and like he just he wasn't trying to block, but Keith Jardine was just doom doom, just resetting him every time. He's like bouncing off that fucking head. Yeah, he was fucking him up, and then the fight with uh, Anderson Silva, he made Forrest Griffin look like a child. Oh yeah. And then Forrest Griffin just ran at the end of the battle. He just ran, ran yeah. to the back. Well, there was another fight like that last night too, which was uh, Ian Gary, who's an up and coming guy. He's thirteen and zero now uh, in all fighting, no matter what. And he's a Conor McGregor type dude. He's got a lot of personality. He was flipping Neil Magny off last night in between rounds. But the first fucking thing that happens is he leg kicks Neil Magny, and Neil Magny goes down to the ground three times. The first three things that happened: strike one, strike two, strike three. Just fucking his lead leg up. And the whole fight was that way. He would kick him to the fucking ground and then fucking talk shit about him. Get the fuck up. Let's go. Just let him back up. And then just keep doing the same thing, just piecing him apart. It was a master class. Again, really good fights last night. But we watched that. And we've been doing a lot of that, playing disc golf, swimming, drinking a lot. You know, I've uh, become accustomed to, I don't know if any of y'all like 99 vodkas or 99 proof. They're... They're fucking rough, but man, they get the job done. So I've been trying every one of the flavors of those, drinking way too many of those, uh, probably that I need to, but it is what it is. You know, fuck it. <laughs> right? YOLO. <laughs> I, I tell people all the time, like a girl at work asked me the other day, I was walking by, she's like, you want a donut? And I was like, nah, can't, I don't eat donuts. And they're like, oh, because you're healthy? And I was like, no, those are calories that I can't use for liquor or beer like i i do my calorie counting to make sure i include the alcohol 
I've you actually <laughs> if you go to uh, there's an app you can get it's called My Fitness Pal and you can actually scan liquor bottles and it'll tell you what mm. one ounce of that will will be. So I've learned that you know the the Jim Beam shots. That's why I like Jim Beam so much. One shot of Jim Beam is ninety calories. I'm fucking ready to go, dog. I just don't eat any carbs that day. Yeah, I'm good to go. Let's say, hey, baby, let's run it. <laughs> but, but uh, other than that, I do want to do a, a quick shout out. You know, I've been doing the same shit, but uh, my little polar bear Ava uh, got invited to an elite level gymnastics class and team. Uh, recently, we had to go Friday to do the meeting. Uh, she was the only kid out of the class that she's in to be invited. Uh, but she'll have six competitions from December, I think, until it might be May. I'm not sure. I think there's a couple that are two or two a month. I don't know what it is, but she'll get the leotard and everything and start really doing elite gymnastics to where she can get to a level if she wants to. You know, you can start looking at doing something like that in college or Olympics, Olympics or whatever. But Man, I was so fucking proud. If you don't give us no tickets to wherever you go in the Olympics, I'm gonna be so pissed at you, bro. Well, you what? what? I'm, I'm her second dad. Okay. Wait, what? Hey, listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hold on now. What do you, you mean? You can't tell the resemblance. <laughs> I don't know if they just give out fucking Olympics tickets. Yeah. We're like, hey, bring all your fucking family. I don't know. If that's how that works. Yeah, and exactly listen, if the if the Olympics are in Korea or China or Russia. I'm not fucking going. I'm not telling you able to hold out until it's in a safer place. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put this bitch in Australia we or somewhere. All, There's no guns there. I'll pose as her stepdad, and we can all go. I mean, if we all show up and none of the women do, they'd be like, all right, this is a fucking story. What the <laughs> fuck's going on here? Why are there three dudes here as the fucking the spouses or the, you know, the, the fathers of this child? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that's how we get our podcast promoted. Through the Olympics with Ava. Boom. Yep. You, you can say that uh, you adopted me like uh, Michael Orr. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I just tell them. I can sue you uh, 20 years later. I'll just tell them all. I'll just tell them all we're fucking lovers, and then whatever our favorite liquor is, we'll just be like, we drink this, and then we'll see if we can get a you know Bud Light contract. Oh, yeah. There you go. There you go. But, uh, yeah, I just I wanted to give her a shout-out. I know she listens to this podcast, so, you know, just want to say – how proud I am of her. Keep up the hard work, the discipline. You know, this kid fucking, I don't know how many times we've thought we were going to have to take her to the fucking emergency room because she's cartwheeling or back flipping or doing something in the house and not judging space well enough and, and hitting her foot on a table. Or, but she's always doing something. She's, you know, always on her balance beam. You know, great job. You know, it's going to get a, it's gonna be a hard road. You're going to have to get used to being in front of people and performing. But, you know, she's got it. So, yeah, I just want to say I was proud of her. Mm, congratulations, Ava. What was that? Uh, what you go? What you gonna plan on doing for the next month, guys? Uh, next month, uh, uh, probably. I've been trying to run. Uh oh. Yeah, so I've been running. Uh, let me tell you, fuck that. Okay, running <laughs> sucks. If you didn't do it for a long period of time, my fucking shins hurt, man. I'm, you know, I'm, oh, I'm a, man, I'm that. a top heavier person. You know, I don't, not that I don't do legs or anything like that, but man, I'm just a topper. You know, it's it's I'm heavier up top. And man, I bought some, you know, some nice Under Armour running shoes, and the shoes aren't the problem, man. Just my fucking legs, you know. I ran a mile yesterday. Got up first thing in the morning, ran a mile. I walked a mile first, then ran a mile to warm up. Felt fine, no issue. Got in the pool, you know, did my normal workout, did everything normal. I got up this morning, dude. I got a quarter mile in, and my fucking shin 
and my calf cramped up so fucking bad, but I didn't, I, there were people out mowing their lawns in the street, and I was just like, I'm not fucking making a fool out of myself. So I just kind of slowed down and act like I was doing like a calf stretch in the in the street, you know, whispering to myself. I had to turn my headphones off and everything so people couldn't, I was like, I'm make sure I'm not being too loud, you know, with the headphones on. But man, that motherfucker cramped up, and I ended up only having, I don't think I ended up trying to run again later. I walked the rest of that. And then tried to run again. It was about the same. I made it. May have made it a half a mile, and then was cramped up again. So running sucks, but trying to do that, uh, play more disc golf now that it's starting to cool off. It's a little easier to play now. You don't have to worry about it being so hot. But also getting back out in the kayak for fishing because last week's temperatures were, whoo, they were right. Uh, work didn't allow me to go, but uh, if I mean next week, I think it's going to be pretty hot. But I think we're starting to get into that transition period where we're going to have some good days for fishing. So. Hoping to get back out there and do that. Get out there, start shooting the bow a little more, and just uh, continue to find awesome drinking tricks. If anybody wants any help with calorie counting for liquor, let me know. I got you. No. Any other tricks you need with liquor, just let him know. Yeah, I got you. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want. I'll tell you what to mix, what don't mix. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to you, Grizz. What have you been doing this past month? Well, this... Is supposed to be my recovery month from the vacation that we had because we kind of spent quite a bit on the vacation that we had. Um, so I had to uh, talk to, you know, my friend that be cleaning my house for me. Um, what the fuck? Hold on. What? What? You got a motherfucking maid? No, it's not a maid. It's my friend. That's a maid. That's what that house. is. It doesn't matter if you're friends or not. That's still the definition of a maid, bro. No. no. You can still be friends with them, but that's the title. <laughs> friends with the help. All right. <laughs> nah, man. What the fuck? Like, this is a friend. She needs help, so I let her clean my house for money. So it's not a maid. That's it's just helping a friend. That's all. Yeah, that's just helping that's a friend. the definition. That's a maid. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Why are you making it bad? Dude, I, are you I crying? Know, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> you alright? <laughs> I'm confused. My head hurts. Please continue, Grizz. <laughs> yeah, wipe them tears away. Call her, see if she'll wipe them up for you. <laughs> I'm but sorry. Anyway, uh, yeah. So. Uh, after we got out of vacation, uh, I think that next week was uh, 4th of July, and it's my favorite holiday. Um, so I think we spent maybe six, 700 on fireworks. Wow. Uh, brought them over here. We put that shit up in smoke, bro. I love that shit. I was, uh, I was out there getting hype as hell watching it, watching the uh, fireworks go off, which I'm glad, you know, because... Normally, I get too messed up because the last time... Didn't we talk about this on the last podcast? I think we did, man. I think we yeah, did. Yeah, I think yeah. You, you're a little bit off. Yeah, we're doing the second half of July and the first half of August. Yeah. Oh, well. So, did you already tell the lady? Did you tell her before 4th of July? Or <laughs> well, she now? wasn't at the 4th of July, so she must have been at the house cleaning. Yeah, sorry. I, I, I got everything mixed up. Uh, no, but <laughs> it, it, was so, it was so fun. That I had to bring it up twice. Yeah, that's all right, yeah. man. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, it was, it was Goose, <laughs> The food's so nice, they named it twice. Exactly. <laughs> no, so uh, my job had an uh, opening where I could just go in the office and sit down and give everybody work. But like, it came so down. you going to be a manager. 
It's pretty much like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. the word. No, it's like it's, I, I give out the work, and then the manager above me monitors me. So you're a supervisor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of like I'm above a lead, but below a supervisor. That's a supervisor. Listen, what is that? He don't drive a car. It's just all got four wheels and a, a steering wheel. And <laughs> yeah, you're messing up words today. What the fuck? No. In, in my job, there's two different things. So it's a supervisor that does your, your scheduling and everything. And he doesn't give the workout to people. There's somebody else below him that gives the workout to people. So you're like a supervisor to it's a like supervisor a, like a, to a lead. It's like a lead's lead. It's a lead. Pretty much. He's a lead's buyer. He's a leads ah, lead. I like that. Leads a buyer. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. in the middle. Yeah, pretty much. That's what that is. I tried to go out for that, but it was between me and this other guy who's been there a little bit longer than me, but we had the same training. Who won? He won. Damn. Yeah. Did you Otherwise, fuck his car up? I would get like a $3 raise, and then I would... I would, uh, I would what kind of bear was he? He was... He was a grizzly. Okay. Yeah. Just okay. making sure. Okay. Just making sure. He was a grizzly. He called I don't think he does racial cases. I don't think so either. I think he's Rex, isn't he? That's the first one I thought of. I'm cool with him. He's great. But, you know, I should have got it, you know. Why do you think you should have got it over him? Yeah, you're saying he's lazy? Are we going to get into the words again? He's not lazy, but he just doesn't do anything. (laughs) You're playing semantics, good. But, yeah. uh, She wears a ring. We did a ceremony, but she's not my wife. <laughs> what? In the state, we. Uh, but past that, I've been I've been trying to work on pool. Um, I go to this bar in Shelbyville quite often, and I try to you know practice because they have like a, a. I could go to your house. And go yeah, I got train. a fucking pool table, dummy. But this one's only seventy five cents, so I get to play. Mine's fifty. Games. Seventy-five cents. And it's I get a discount. To play a whole bunch of games with a whole bunch of people. So I've been trying to learn how to do that. Um, is it an official pool table, tighter pockets, all mm-hmm. that, or no. is it you know still just kind of yeah? Yeah, that's the one you can okay. pay for. So you know, it's the mm. you know, stand. Not not official, but no, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I had to do a couple of things for the Murano again. Yeah. <laughs> 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 It's 2011, man. They, they made cars like shit back then. Man, I got a 2008 Forerunner. That motherfucker roll. Yeah. I be driving through ditches and shit for fun. Yeah, dang. I don't do that. That's pretty much what I've been doing. You know, just trying to stack up money. Okay. What am I going to do, though? Uh-oh. Let us know about it. Keep doing the same shit. Nah, okay. Going on vacations, losing oh, money, having people clean your house. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like it's a good plan for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm saving up to go on another trip. Okay. Uh, We're going to space this time. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll see how that goes because I think when I tell you guys when when I buy the tickets, you'll be pretty jealous. Okay. Well, if you want to suggest anything to us, Bears, for what we should be doing, what music we should be listening to, what sports we should be watching, what shows we should be watching, or what trips we should be taking. You can email us at wewillreels at gmail.com or just slide into our DMs on Instagram at wewillreels on Instagram. But that'll be it for that. And we'll go to our own personal segments now. And actually, Polar has uh, gone through anger management and has found a new calling in life and is no longer angry at the world. He has found peace, a new calm, and enlightenment. He is now Professor Polar. 
Schools in session. Time to learn, motherfuckers. All right. Uh, what we're going to talk today for the uh, the class is uh, if any of you are aware of uh, what ammonium nitrate is. Going to go a little sciencey here. No history, no math. A little bit of math, actually, because uh, what actually happened is, uh, I don't know if you're keeping up with the news, but uh, 60,000 pounds of it is missing. Cool, right? Gone, like, it's, it's missing, yeah. So, not a big deal, right? Because you don't know what ammonium nitrate is, right? Yeah, yeah, Who cares? That's fine. Why don't you tell us what it is? Could be anything. What it is, is it's a chemical compound that is used in one of two things. Fertilizers. Cool, right? If it's yeah. missing, maybe a farmer took it, right? Yeah. Trying to grow some crops, yeah. not have to pay the fees of, you know, trying to do what's necessary. It's also used in explosives and mining. Mm. Yeah. So, maybe a farmer took it. Maybe somebody likes to blow shit up took it. I don't know. We're going to find out. Or maybe we won't, because uh, that's the question. Is uh, Actually, what happened is on uh, April 12th, it left the Dino Noble plant, which is in Wyoming, via train. Okay, no big deal. Heading to California. About a thousand miles train travel. No big deal. Uh, when it arrived, after its thousand mile trip, I guess they figured out that the entire rail car was empty, that it was in. So the cart was there, but it was yeah, just empty. empty. Nothing in it. Not a drop. Nothing. Not a, still a little bit over in this corner. There's still some here. Nothing. You know what it makes me think of? What? Breaking Bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean... Kinda. They emptied out the thing, but they replaced it with water. Yep. Well, this one didn't get replaced with shit. Okay? So, just missing. Alright? So, uh, let me tell you what implications this could have if someone were to be nefarious with ammonia nitrate and what that explosive content is. Uh, first of all, the FBI investigated this to check to see if there were internal terrorism concerns because it can be used to blow some shit up. For example... 1947, 581 people were killed when 2,000 tons exploded on a cargo ship that was docked in Texas. 581 people, gone, wiped out. Uh, The same year, same thing in France, which killed 29. I don't know what the difference is. Maybe less people around that area. Maybe the dock Mm -hmm. isn't in a a, a big city. I don't know. 2,000 tons. 2,000 tons. 2,000, same amount. Gone. Uh, then we go to 1970, uh, where it was used in a bombing at the Wisconsin Madison University, killing one and injuring several. Don't know anything about uh, amount. It didn't say amount used for the bomb. I don't know if that's something you can't really track because, uh, of course, a ship is going to have the shipping manifest to tell you how much was on there. Maybe bombs. You don't know how much was used once it blows up. Uh, then again, this one's uh, pretty notable. 1995. The Oklahoma City bombing, that's what he used, mm-hmm. which actually uh, uh, killed, let's see, 168 people. Wow. Big time, ter- you know, terrorism act. Then again, 2003, a fertilizer plant, not using it as an explosive, fertilizer plant. And again, Texas exploded, killed 15, injured 200. Then the most notable one, oh, mm-hmm. 2020. Do you guys remember the video of Barut, where there was a, they kept saying it was firework. Yes, the one that destroyed that city. The video that came out of that shockwave. Yes. That was ammonium nitrate. Oh, my God. You know how much? Uh, That was 
200,000 that had been confiscated because the ship transporting it didn't, I guess, meet the criteria to leave the dock. I guess there was some kind of – and it sat there for a while. And then somebody – a spark hit it, which that actually killed, uh, let's see, 200 and injured thousands. Wow. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, I remember seeing that shockwave. That that video was insane. So I did a little digging, you know, and uh, the company came out and what their quote was, which first of all, the owner, anybody important came out and they have no comment. Uh, This was their press person, whoever deals with the media. Uh, The train car was returned to the actual plant that it went missing or, you know, left with having this 600,000 tons or 60,000 tons of ammonium nitrate. All seals were intact. There's six. Nothing had been tampered with. But yet they're deeming it as a leak. Everything was intact. Nothing had been tampered with. Everything was in check. Did they test the soil from Wyoming? Uh, she said that the distance is too vast to travel oh. to be able to check if it did leak. Which mm-hmm. ammonium nitrate, if you do your research, does absorb into the soil pretty quickly. But it also needs to be kept at a certain temperature. And you're not supposed to get it wet at a certain temperature or it will explode. So it makes you wonder, first of all, 60,000 tons or pounds. How in the fuck? That's a lot. I, I just don't understand from a perspective of, first of all, it's a, a something you can be using a bomb. So it goes through certain regulations, which is actually covered by, it was covered by the California Police Department, the FBI, and the FRA, which is who monitors and, and regulates train systems and carts. The inspection for the actual, anything that's deemed harmful to society goes through three times the inspection process before being allowed to transport any of that. So how is it Exactly. And then to this day, they're still claiming the same thing but have provided zero evidence or data where the leak came from. Hmm. All six seals were intact. Everything was good to go. Which, at this point, from what I'm looking at, don't think anybody would have taken it. That would have been a, I mean, that's a Fast and the Furious nonsense bullshit yeah, heist, heist for sure. But it just makes you wonder about son of a bitch. in the recent years, not even years, just this year alone. How many times have we had issues where trains have derailed and chemicals are being poured into the ground? Right? Does does the people who regulate trains and, and run that operation do they pay attention to any of this shit? Because if you can't figure out where sixty thousand tons of ammonium nitrate, which could be used in a bomb, went and then you're also having trains derail in every state month after month i mean how many have derailed so far this year in 2023 i mean there's been four or five right i'm not getting angry (laughs) i'm not angry i'm just questioning i'm inquisitive sir those are my questions so i would like for someone in the comments to provide some answers to this if they have any because i couldn't find shit not a damn thing. Everything I kept finding was the company coming out and doing what a company would do if they lost some shit that's pretty fucking important. Yeah, and no data to prove it. No data. <laughs> the FBI had no comment as well, which makes me concerned that maybe somebody might have taken it. The FBI yeah. had no comment. If you didn't find any nefarious intent, you should just come out and say that. It was a leak. They didn't say that. <laughs> Only the uh, Dino Noble plant their company, which is an explosives company that ships out ammonium nitrate to be used for mining. Wow. Interesting for me. It's pretty cool. 
should be interesting for all of us. And I do feel a little more enlightened. Thank you, Paula. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to kick it back to Zay the Grizzly for his Grizzlies anime in arms. It's over 9,000. All right, guys. So, uh, how y'all doing out there? This is my gun for the week. Uh, me and Brandon went to my polar cousin's house to go shooting. And, I mean, I, I, I've shot this gun before, but it was the first time I've ever held uh, a firearm. And I didn't realize how good it was, because it was, it was great. I like it. That's a good pick for you. And that is a Beretta 92FS. Which, that's a great gun, man. Um, it's a 9mm. It holds 15 rounds, which is the most in a handgun I've seen. It's my second time shooting it. I remember it was good the first time I did, but I didn't, I, we didn't have this podcast, so I, I didn't think that too much of it. Price is about $700. Is that how much you pay for it? Because it's, uh, it's, it's Panda's gun that he uses. Yeah, yeah. I bought it back in, what, 2017, uh, 18? Yeah, it, it was a while ago. Yeah, and it was about 600 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it went At up. that time, it probably was one of the only 9 millimeters that held 15. Now yeah. you got a shit ton because yeah, of the, the double stack clips, but yeah. that's a different story. His might have been. I don't I don't know. That's Who knows? I'm not going to say it is or it's not, but yeah. Uh, but At that time, yeah, it's, that's that's a lot. It was great because I, I shot like 10 of them. And I'm like, okay, that should be it. <laughs> you and your money, just oh, you and your money, just wasting <laughs> bullets. All right, no big deal. Well, anytime I do shoot, <laughs> I shoot about 100 rounds anyway. Oh, <laughs> every time I gamble, I only take about 10 grand. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, man. This rich motherfucker. Uh, man, I'm not rich, bro. I'm just, you know, I say. Bro, your ass uh, comes to every podcast with matching shoes and shirt. You, your shirt literally matches your shoes, not even just in color. That motherfucker says the shoe he's wearing that matches it. <laughs> His shirt right now says Force with the same fucking colorway that the Fair Air Force once he's got on. I saved my money. Are you sponsored? Yes, I am. Fuck me. Let us get in on this <laughs> yeah, shit. shit. I don't need my shit to match. I just want nice stuff. Poor, poor Polar and Panda over here. Yeah. I'm in a fucking shirt with no sleeves. Motherfucker got holes in it. I look like that fucking dude that lives in that trailer from Stranger Things. Listen, I had to ask my roaches for rent money this month. All right. <laughs> <laughs> From the shop and the house. <laughs> but a uh, little history about the Beretta, which, dude, this is an impressive gun. It's been setting the standard for the best military, police, tactical pistol in over 25 years. So this gun was manufactured in uh, 1942 that I think it over exceeds the military and uh, uh, like armed force standards because no other gun has even came close in the last 25 years because do you know what year it got replaced by the sig that was oh, this year wasn't it p320 oh. yeah i know it i know it did get replaced with the p3 well it's not called the p320 the the handgun if civil like if you go buy one it's called the p320 but the military calls it something else like a p19 or something but sig did replace beretta at some point Ooh. recently I didn't know if you knew if you had if you looked into that. I, I but, didn't go that far in yeah. to it, but I was looking at. I knew that because I got the P three twenty, and I was like, "Oh shit! All right, this isn't this is a good gun," I, which it is. But 
Let's hear the Beretta. The Beretta yeah, looks this better. This here is literally used in every single section of the military. I thought you were going to say every single country that has an <laughs> army that has lost a world war. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn. <laughs> uh, no, so it's it's Navy, Army, everything. Um, Greenberg, everything. Do you they, think they the when you get into like the special, like the, the, the tactical, I'm talking like Navy SEALs, you used to get into like army rangers. Do you think they get to choose their own weapons, or do they have a selection? Or because you watch like movies, and they always have different shit, right? You know, it's like this guy might have an M16, the other guy has an AR platform. You're like, what? Do you think when you get to that, you get to choose your own gun, well, and then when you're just regular? From what I read, is they have a certain like list, and if the gun doesn't have the list, it's it's, it's off. You can't well, use you it. Can't, you, you can't use or at least they won't pay for it, or can so you like, still use it if, if you, you... You can pay for it, you can use it if you want to, but it's like life and death situations, you want to use... So that's how, like, in Predator, where that motherfucker came out there and he had a that, he had that Gatling gun. Mm-hmm. Okay, he paid yeah. for that on his own money. <laughs> yeah, you, you want to get a gun that can... If it's dirty, it'll still fire. If it's underwater, it'll still fire. This gun does that. You can ask G, too, right? Yeah, G, mm-hmm. what what'd you... Well, he was in the Navy, so I think they get water guns. Yeah, pretty much that. <laughs> I just fucking eat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the the origin um, is a founder named Bartholomew. It's not an O at the uh, W at the bottom. It's a it's an O at the end. So Bartholomew, 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 Bartholomew Beretta in the year fifteen twenty six. Wasn't he the bad guy from Hellboy? I don't know. I think so. I think that was him. I'm pretty sure that was him. Yeah, well, it was an actual guy. That started Beretta in 1526. You saying Hellboy's not real? Damn. You've not seen the fucking movie? You ever seen Ron Perlman? That is 497 years ago. Holy shit. Yes. They've supplied weapons to every single European war since 1650. So that dude started out making fucking spears. He started making um, (laughs) flintlock rifles. Yeah, you gotta, yeah, yeah. Fuck them. And let me give you an idea on how long 1526 was. The United States, it was founded in 1776, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, That's what we so, got out of the Don't. So, <laughs> so Beretta, is older than, Beretta is older than America, William Shakespeare, the colonies of Roanoke, Jamestown, and St. Augustine. That's 1585. Uh, the Gregorian calendar, 1582. That's the Greek calendar, correct? Yeah. Michelangelo is painting in St. Peter's Basilica. You scared me there. I 15, thought you were going to say the Ninja 35. Turtle hadn't come around yet. Galileo, by extension, the Scientific Revolution, 1564. Fucking Beretta is older than the Scientific Revolution. Isaac Newton, 1643. They've been making guns forever. Before gravity. Before gravity. That's weird. How do you figure out bullets? <laughs> yeah. I feel like I do with shooting rubber bands at people and shit. They <laughs> <laughs> were fucking people up in class with shit like that. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, uh, they used their their first transaction was the flintlock, like the the muzzle loader. Yeah, you got to stuff that shit. Put yeah, a little metal ball, it, put a little ball in there. Yeah, it's like a mini cannon. Yeah, <laughs> and they sold 185 of those to one of the main guys in uh, in Venice that was that was having a little. He sold how many? 
It was a first transaction. And today's so, population increase sizes, that's probably I like 2.7 million. Before <laughs> then, they would still like make certain things and then sell it to people. What? But it wasn't that much. In, in that time frame, the guns were so inaccurate, you might as well just fucking have a sword. That's why the bayonet was a big popular thing, because you'd miss a lot. Because yeah. they're super inaccurate, so you just stab the guy. You just run at him and fucking, you know, let's get dirty with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's the single oldest firearm manufacturer in the whole world. All of the world. You know what would have made this great is if you would have found a way to get one, and you would have shot it. The I old, would, I would have loved that fucking ball. And that but thing probably would have blown up on you. Can, you can shoot. You, I don't think you can shoot anything past eighteen ninety. You can shoot whatever you want. You can shoot whatever you want, but you know, it's illegal too. Somebody <laughs> finds out. Well, I mean, not stopping at a stop sign is illegal. It's okay. <laughs> Let's talk about that. You know, come on. I mean. All right. So, so these guns, well, at least the Beretta, was in World War One and Two. Uh, it's two guns to note. The Beretta Model 1918, uh, which was in World War One, is the most iconic gun. And you guys seen it. It's the one that the magazine is on top of the gun. Mm. You've seen it in, like, mm-hmm. Battlefield or yeah. stuff like that. Well, that's where I, is that, is that where they got the idea for the P90 assault rifle? Where it's top so. top-loaded clip? I believe so. Hmm. And then the, um, but the uh, the model nineteen eighteen is the first submachine gun ever made. That's cool. Yeah, that's that's pretty great. Uh, and then the second one is the Beretta M nineteen fifteen, which this one was it was famous for not jamming, and so when it, you know it's water and and dirt and stuff like that, so people would kill at least the Italians because you know the Italians switched sides in World War Two, and so Fucking whoever. Traitors shot and killed somebody with that gun, they would steal it because it was it, it never jammed. Well, it's not stealing if they're dead. Yeah, I guess. It's but free. But they, they looted it. Let's say looted there you it, go. And then they would use it to Smart. shoot their own side. Isn't that why the AK was so popular during the early time? Because it, it never had any fuck-ups, never right? Never had no fuck-ups. The Kalishnikov. Yeah. Uh, which was great. Um, they've been in the Olympics since uh, 1956. Who has? Brenna. Handguns? Uh, rifles, I believe. Rifles oh, like long-range shooting? Yes. I thought you were talking about just handguns. I'm like, so, what the fuck do they do in the Olympics? What what channel is that on? The, the start of the race. They finally yeah. done. Yeah. Oh, oh. I thought it was like the Hunger Games. They were just letting poor people out there and hunting them on a different channel. There was a guy named uh, Galino Rossani uh, who won a gold medal in uh, 1956. And then uh, somebody got like silver in 1960. But then past that, in 1970 on, every single summer... That the Olympics was held, uh, Beretta has at least podiumed. Do they still do that in the Summer Olympics? Is that still a shooting? Yes. I know archery is still a thing. I just didn't. I didn't know if shooting yeah. was. Uh, shooting is. <laughs> and uh, it's a, I got a crazy fact too: is that um, Beretta sued GM for making a Chevy Beretta. Oh. Yeah, it look, kind of looks like a uh, an Impala. Yeah, but do they win that? Hmm? Do they win that? Yeah. Uh, ain't no favorite brothers now, are they? That's true, but I mean... Yeah, not, but, like, I think they sued them, and so, like, what they did was um, they had to pay half a million dollars to the Beretta Foundation for Cancer Research and Treatment. And once they did that, they were like, okay, you can call it Beretta. But I don't think they can make any past... Well, that, that just doesn't make sense to me, because that's no... I mean, that's a gun and a car. It'd be different if you made well, a gun and you made the same fucking thing. They called it a Beretta, and I think they copyrighted the name Beretta. You can't copyright a name, though. Yeah. I mean, LeBron James didn't even get that. fucking Taco Tuesday. How are you getting a name? 
The Kardashians haven't even copyrighted that shit. You can't do a name, but right? You can't do a name and like... You just, I think you can because like nobody can call the Ford Kardashian. You can't, you can't do that. Well, you wouldn't want to. How do you know you can't? If it's a company, couldn't you? I don't think... If it's a company, if it's a company that... that I don't know. Well, yeah, well, yeah, somebody... Is there anybody lawyer on there? Because I don't feel like that's... You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying you're wrong, but that just seems stupid. I feel you. Because then nothing would ever get named. But you got Johnson and Johnson. You think every Johnson's like, fuck them, sue them. Using my fucking name. Like... I mean, there's a million different names. Well, how many Berettas have you ever seen in your life? And how many Kardashians have you seen? Yeah. I've never seen a Kardashian. That's I've seen them on TV. I mean, not in real life. We are getting far away from the point. Yeah, sorry. I mean, back to the I, just, I wanted to know that. Sorry. Uh, but now I want to get into entertainment because this gun has a couple of movies that it's been in. A couple? A couple. It's been almost in every single Oh, my God. I looked it up. Bro. I looked it up, too, bro. Every single show, every bro. movie, every so you game. you say a couple Dude, important Wanted, ones. Hotel Rwanda, Hurt Locker. Hey, hold on. Let's go back and forth. Okay, okay. okay. All right, you go first. Yeah, Wanted. Jurassic World. Uh, Hotel Rwanda. Violet Knight. The Hurt Locker. Army of the Dead. Killer Elite. Halloween Kills. The Day the Earth Stood Still. Shang-Chi. Born Supremacy. Black Widow. Inception. Suicide Squad. Behind Enemy Lines. The Tenant. And Independence Day. Rush Hour. Dark Knight. All right, Underworld. I'm done. Get to quit. Turn All right, that's <laughs> Just stop. Dude, I have a lot more, bro. I'll Jesus. Go. God bless, dude. And, and equally, movies, it's been in just as many TV shows. Mm-hmm. Don't end those. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say it. Because I'm, I'm at least sitting in Walker, Texas Ranger. Don't fucking bring it up. Supernatural, Prison Break, X Files, uh, Walking Dead, uh, Sopranos. I only watched CSI. one. Of, I watched Walking Dead. That's the only Stuff one of those like I've seen. Yeah, yeah. Watch a little bit of the X Files. But hmm. it has also been yeah. in a couple of animes. Oh, yeah. What been, animes? It's been in Death Note. Uh, what's the other one here? I can't no, I could say this. Uh, I forgot to tell everybody that if you want to skip past us talking. The timestamps will be in the uh, description. Right. The other one was uh, Black Lagoon, which is a pretty good anime, too. I ain't never seen that shit. Man. Yeah, you never looked at any anime. I've never seen any of them. <clears throat> but I say that this company has been in business for 500 years, and that's a lot of... A lot of these companies can't say that. Like, literally, no company can say that. Do you think it. it's because they make good guns? They were just shooting the competition. I so. And also, <laughs> they've been in every single war since 1650. This is a great gun, I believe. And, and when we were shooting, me and Brandon was going back uh, back and forth. Like, I was shooting my Smith & Wesson, and he was shooting his Beretta. And we was going back and forth. You need to get you uh go shoot, go to the range, and go to a, see what new Beretta has. Is there something that Beretta's improved upon? I don't know, you know. Because they, they have guns from, I think, around five to 600 all the way to, like, two or $3,000. They make a good shotgun, too, don't they? They do make a good shotgun. Yeah, that's what I thought. A lot of the shotguns that they have is in the Olympics. So, look it up. Get one. I, I definitely will be getting one of no, Knowing the history that I do now, I feel like I'm going to definitely get a Beretta. I don't know if it's going to be a shotgun. I don't know if it's going to be an assault rifle. I don't know. But I'm going to get one, knowing this, this history. And I'll, I'll give your gun, most likely because of the history behind it, five bear claws. Perfect five bear claws. Wow. Huh. It's impressive. Five. What are you giving it? It's your gun. Oh, well, I don't normally rate guns, but... Uh, it's your gun. What are uh, you giving it? I would say it was a good one. I'll rate it on the same scale we do movies. It was a good one. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go three out of five because mm. I've never shot it. 
Don't give a shit about your history. That was awesome. I can. I do your animes every time. Speaking of animes. My anime. My anime is Berserk. And this. you going with it. This anime is in my top three favorite of all time ever. Hmm. <laughs> I love dark stuff. And when I say this is explicit, this is explicit. If you don't like some of the words we're going to say right now, which, Brandon, you, you've seen this, right? Yeah. What are we going with? What word are you going to say? Yeah, you just said no, you, know, no, you no, like no. dark stuff, the, and then the you went... The description that I'm about to give you guys uh, is explicit. Does it have the R word in there? Yes. Oh. Do they really? Yes. It says retarded. <laughs> well. <laughs> okay, so. Let me see. Berserk is a Japanese manga. It was made in 1990. I don't read mangas like that. I do animes. But they made an anime in 1997. And let me reiterate. This is explicit. So if you don't like to hear this, this is dark. And I love dark. Alright, so the main character. Actually, this show is set in a medieval, European-inspired, dark fantasy world. Uh, story centers around a character. His name is Guts. Huh? Not, not What's so, the last name? McGee? <laughs> have one. Uh, he's a lone swordsman uh, in this story Guts is born from the corpse of his mother who has been hanged from a tree oh already starts off bad right? how'd she push he just fell he out, just fell out. Oh, God. yeah she's hung from a tree he falls gives birth he's on the ground still umbilical cord attached I don't well, imagine so um, unless he cut it himself but they don't, he bit they don't, it they don't chew through it how long he's been on the ground and so uh, Long enough not to starve. He was found by this slave slash whore owned by a band of mercenaries. Uh, this woman cared for Guts up to three years before she died of the plague. Oh, the Black yep. Plague. And so he didn't have anybody else to look for him. And so he found the leader of the mercenaries that found him, which is, his name was Gambino. Gambino, you know, Childish. Guy, you know, he's a leader. So, you know, mm-hmm. go ahead and try to have a fatherly figure, right? Mm-hmm. Wrong. Okay, sure. so <laughs> Gambino did not fucking care for guts. So what he did was, at six years old, they started training. There's no small daggers. There's no kid like practice swords. They did full combat with regular swords. What they do for the other three years? Didn't he say uh, three? He went to from, him from. What I've seen, he would... They don't elaborate on that? He would eat the scraps that the mercenaries would Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So he was kind of like an outcast. Yeah. He was an outcast. Until he, could, he was old enough to train. Yeah. Okay, cool. And so for three years they did that. He trained, so he would get the shit beat out of him, training with his Gambino guy, up until he was nine years old. Nine years old, he was set in battle, and he first killed his first his first human that he did he killed because there's demons and there's humans in this world Mm. within that time you know he's training to become a warrior Gambino's been selling guts to other mercenaries so they would rape him for three years up until one day I think Gambino got hurt and in the raping or in the battle no he got hurt in a battle and then that's kind of a battle he started like (laughs) guts did did something to piss him off and he tried to kill guts and Cuts killed Gambino. Mm. Since then, he ran away uh, to become his own mercenary. So he was a lone mercenary. Why'd they have to add in the raping? Why can't they just, like, mistreat him? No. Can't happen, bro. You need the rapings to become 
as good as he was, apparently. Michael Jordan didn't get raped. <laughs> I mean, goddamn. Yeah, we don't know that, all right? He didn't say that. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't know uh, about that. If that's what it takes, I'm out. I'll be normal. Well, past then, uh, he trained for years with big swords to... <laughs> to gain his... <laughs> <laughs> Did he now? <laughs> to gain his strength. Uh, until one day, he he went up against this uh, roaming apostle. I don't know what apostle is. You know. That's a... Church like person, a, right? Yeah, I, I like Apostle Paul. Yeah, like. I feel like it was, not a religious person, but. Uh, and then these guys were fighting in a, a storage area. Guts had like a broken sword, and so he's like, he's fighting, and you know, he he can't he can't use his sword well. But he's already been training. He's really strong, and then he sees this big hunk of iron that that he sees. It looks like a sword, so he grabs it. He casts away his his regular sword, grabs it. Knife, well, not knife. His sword is called. Dragon Slayer. Dragon Slayer is six foot five inches and four hundred pounds of steel that he sword. picks up and he kills this apostle with two swings. You just drop it on him. It's yeah, why would you? Sword. Why would you need two swings? Jeez. I don't know. It, it, it didn't say that, but double tap. <laughs> I guess. But cut him in half again. And with that, it started the legend of the Black Swordsman. He killed thousands. He killed uh, one day. He killed a hundred people in one day. How's he carry it? He's strong as hell. How tall is he? If the sword's he's, six he's, foot five, he's like six eight. So he's got three inches of clearance. Yeah. Hmm. So he puts it on his back and he walks around with it. She has some strong ass fucking triceps. Be pulling that bitch off a of fucking exactly. And so a couple of times you see in used to anime, you see him like kill someone. It goes through the guy in like full armor, and it goes through the horse that's in full armor. Yeah. Yeah. So he fucks shit up with this thing. But, you know, he's training with other swords. He gets real good with one, uh, this one. And um, it reaches this guy named Griffith, who's the mercenary of the most powerful mercenary group in all of the land. Okay? Griffith is strong. He's good looking. He's a great leader. So he's going to rape him. <laughs> and so <laughs> Griffith wants Guts to become part of his mercenary group. So he wants to, you know, do him for his freedom. Guts loses. So that lets you know how strong uh, Griffith is. Uh, when he joins the band of the Hawk, um, he becomes a captain and best friends with Griffith. So they're best friends. They're going through. Um, uh, finally achieving something he's never had, which is a true friendship that some, some people that he can rely on. All right. And so after helping win a 100-year war, which that was the one that he helped, he pretty much killed 100 people by himself. You said a 100-year war? Yeah, it was How long does he live? The day that he became a captain of the Band of the Hawk, it was like a two-year stint, and he won the the war in those two years. Yeah. So the war had already been going for so yeah, long, gotcha. and then in the okay, last gotcha, two gotcha. years, I thought you meant he fought in a year that or a war that spanned a hundred uh, years alone. I'm like, what the fuck? And so this got Dracula. So the capital of this land, which it, it's escaping me right now for the the name of it. Pretty good. Um, the king wanted to give Griffith the title of nobility, but Guts didn't want that. What's that mean? So, he won the war for the king. The king would give him nobility so he can live in, live in comfort for the rest of his life. Like knight him? Knight him. He's a knight. And become nobility, and then he can he can have, have something to his name. Guts didn't want that. Guts wanted to keep doing his mercenary shit. Uh, he has a girlfriend, so he wants to you know start a life with his girlfriend and get the fuck out of there. But Griffith starts becoming tyrannical. What happens with that is is that the band of the Hawk 
decides to go with guts because he's being too harsh on everybody else. So he has no army, nobody that has his back. Uh, and so he does something stupid. He sleeps with the princess. King finds out. He goes to jail. He gets tortured like a year. Gets starved. And within his uh, within his despair, he summons some demons, sacrifices his friends, which the people in the Band of the Hawk, which is about 500 people, to become a greater demon and kill all those people that was in the Band of the Hawk. He leaves two people alive. Guts and Guts' girlfriend. Brandon, you know where I'm going with this. What he does is he gets some demons to hold down Guts. They gouge out his eye. And they, uh, one one bites his arm. So Griffith goes to the girlfriend, rapes her in front of Guts. So she's bloody, she's hurt. He starts raping the girl. Guts is trying to get to him. He can't get to her. So he cuts off his own arm, loses his eye, and he goes to Griffith. And before he gets to fight, somebody saves him. Who saves him? It's a it's a like an undead horseman that saves him. Wow. Because he, he's on the side of good, and he wants all the demons to die, too. Just like, you know, eventually Guts wants to do. So he tries to, he saves them, knowing that, you know, they're alive. But they're branded by this crest, this demonic crest, where Guts is hunted for the rest of his life. As long as he has his brand, he can't take it off, he can't cut it off. He's hunted by demons for the rest of his life, so he just starts killing so many. That's just the first part of his life. Is it the first season? This, no, it's uh, it's a couple of seasons, I believe. This is made in 1997, so I, I can't remember. That happened in a movie, I'm sure. Yeah, no, they, they have three movies. So if you want to see this, which this is dark, so if you want to see this, they have um, Crunchyroll, not, not Crunchyroll, uh, yeah, actually Crunchyroll, it is. You can watch it on Crunchyroll if you want to see this. But also, if you just don't want to look at the little filler episodes and all the... the I don't know if I want to see a bunch of raping. It's not just raping, it's a bunch of killing, which I think you'll like. Um, there's three movies. Uh, I can't for the life of me think of the name. I'm sorry I didn't do the research on it. But if you just want to watch them just to get through them without going through episodes, they have them on Netflix. If you want to look at those I don't three, have Netflix anymore. They condense everything I just said. Yeah, fuck Netflix. Home. Yeah, I canceled that bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. HBO's next if they keep going with the way they're going. Well, you got a fire stick, so you can do it's three talk hours. About? To watch pretty much a couple of seasons of what I just explained to you. Which, like I said, that's the first part. The second part, he gets a lot stronger. He gets a mechanical arm. He gets... Uh, so he's like the Winter Soldier. It, it's it's crazy, dude. Pretty good anime, then, huh? Yeah, it's, it's great. It's my top three. Well, I give that a perfect five bear. Oh, wow. And that is two five bear claws you've given out yeah, today. Yeah, you're being real generous with those motherfuckers. You need to calm down. You're going to run out. If, I'm giving it a two because of all the rapes. If you don't <laughs> look at this and it's not one of your favorites, I'll slap you. Wow, that is not. Well, I mean, if you're going off of a top three, I've only seen technically, I guess, two. That'd be Attack on Titan and Dragon Ball Z. So if I watch this one, they'd have to fit into the top three. <laughs> so you might get lucky there. There you go. Well, thank you for that, Grizz. We're going to go on to our movie review, but before we do, we always enjoy our movies with uh, an alcoholic or adult beverage. And this month, our beverage of choice is Tito's Vodka. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. And in 1995, Bert, or Tito, beverage, obtained the first legal permit to distill in Texas and created Tito's Handmade Vodka. They batch distilled their corn-based vodka using old-fashioned pot stills, and the vodka is naturally gluten-free. 
Tito's Handmade Vodka is distilled and bottled by Fifth Generation Inc. in Austin, Texas, on the very same land where the whole venture started. It is also Texas's oldest legal distillery. There's some good shit. It is all right. It's all right. I remember back in, you know, when we first started drinking, when vodkas, there wasn't a whole lot of fucking options. And then all of a sudden, I don't remember what year it was, but Tito started popping up everywhere. Titan Stadium, you know. Mm-hmm. Different places. Everybody had Tito's. Well, you no longer had to go to Mother Russia to get the vodka. That's true. <laughs> None of that fucking crazy ass shit. Mm-hmm. You had Grey Goose and you had uh, Sky. Sky. Yeah, but then you, you also Everclear. had like. Oh, okay. Yeah, you had Everclear, then you had Brandon's favorite, Burnett's oh, Blueberry. Oh, shit. Damn. Yeah. That was terrible. And then you got 99 and things like that. Cheers, guys. Cheers. And now it's time for our movie review of Anaconda. That's right. Where to watch Anaconda? Huh? Well, you guess you're gonna have to buy it on digital or physical, cause no, uh, not streaming at the moment, at least. Nope. And this movie was directed by Luis Leosa, who also did uh, Hour of the Assassin, Crime Zone, Sniper, Eight Hundred Leagues Down, The Amazon, Fire on the Amazon, The Specialist, and The Feast of the Goat. He's doing all that. I guess so. He's doing a lot of shit. Doing a lot of shit nobody's ever heard of. Yep. Um, it's <laughs> movies starring Jennifer Lopez, Ice Cube, John Voight, Eric Stoltz, Jonathan Hyde, Owen Wilson, and, oh man, his name slipped my mind, um, Machete. Uh, Danny Trejo? Yeah. Danny Trejo. Where's he at? Don't you worry about that. Trejo, not Trejo. I don't know. Well, I think if you're English, it's Trejo, and if you're Spanish, it's Trejo. Yeah. Uh, anyways, it came out on April 11th, 1997. Other, mo- <laughs> <laughs> Other movies that came out in April of 97 were uh, Double Team with uh, Jean-Claude and Dennis Rodman. Oh, jeez. Uh, Chasing Amy, The Saint, That Old Feeling, Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag, Murder at 1600, and Volcano. The volcano was, I mean, uh, not a lot of good stuff there for, no. for us. I mean, we're yeah. young. We were uh, young at that time. Double team, I thought was pretty good. Yeah, that was a good a one. Kid. Mickey Rourke, uh, John Claude Van Damme. I thought that was pretty hilarious. Dennis Rodman was pretty good at that too. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. That, was, that was a good movie. Uh, volcano, I didn't see, but that was one of those movies where I don't know what they call it, but a movie comes out and then another movie just like it comes out, which was Dante's Peak, and I had watched that one. Wait, is that the one I've seen? Is that the one with... Uh, which one has Pierce Brosnan in it? That's Dante's Peak. Okay, I've seen that one. Fuck Volcano. Yeah, I haven't seen Volcano. Sorry, Volcano my bad. Volcano is the one with uh, Tommy Lee Jones. I haven't seen that Maybe one. Maybe I have seen that one. Fuck, I don't know. I haven't. I've seen the Dante's Peak one with uh, Pierce Bronson, and then people went to those hot springs, but the Volcano yep. was coming up, so... The mother was boiled alive. Yeah. Yeah. I guess now, this one was in the center of... Uh, which it was, I think, a, a spring... No, it wasn't a spring. It was the tar pits. In uh, Los Angeles. Oh. And uh, Tommy Lee Jones uh, was a... Was he? Uh, Who would you rather have save you? Tommy yeah. Lee Jones or Pierce Brosnan? Pierce. Yeah, I'm taking Pierce. Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones old as shit, man. He was born old as shit. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan was also James Bond. He knows at least something. Yeah. He's, he's seen that movie. Him. He was in it. He knows the script. I'm only picking Tommy Lee Jones because of Man in Black. 
I don't think you're picking him for that. I think you're picking him because of what stupid shit he'd probably say to you when he was saving you. <laughs> he'd probably have some dumbass fucking mm-hmm. saying. This is my happy face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Anaconda made $136.8 million with a $45 million budget. Nice. Woo-woo, making money, baby. That's right. So let's get into the plot summary. Filmmaker Terry Flores, who is Jennifer Lopez, is traveling deep in the Amazon jungle looking for a forgotten tribe. Terry and her crew, which includes an anthropologist, Eric Stoltz, and a cameraman, Ice Cube, come across Paul, John Voigt, who is stranded on the riverbank. He offers to help them find the tribe, but his secretive behavior puts everyone on edge. They realize too late that he's using them to find a legendary anaconda that's worth a fortune, if they can catch it. I, I like the, the phrase that they used for his behavior. Or they said it was just his, his what did they say, his secretive behavior or his... Oh, yeah. Uh, motherfucker wasn't secretive. He was shady as shit. Yeah, he was, uh, he was odd as fuck. He played that well, though. He played it well to where you were like, this motherfucker has bad intentions. We just don't know what they are. Is he trying to murder everyone on this boat or is he just trying to get a ride to somewhere because he did something already that he needs to get away from? <laughs> he was weird. He was strange. He was weird. But he had a great accent, too. You call that a great accent? Yeah, that was a joke. It was, that was, that was a joke. It was a terrible fucking accent. It was accent. something. It was some kind of accent. There's no fucking way you go to the Amazon and that's how people talk. But well, we open up to a, a little information on the legends of the Anaconda and how big they can get and how mean they can be. 40 feet long sounds un- <clears throat> Pause it there. Real. Go ahead with a fucking fact. The longest skin ever recorded was 37 feet, and that's in the history of man. The longest one ever caught is 22 feet. So go fuck yourself on 40 feet. Wow. I mean, 37 feet is not too far off. That was the skin. And they don't know. That was back in like the 1940s. The guy rolled up with a snake skin, which at that time, there's not a whole lot of investigating going on. That's probably true. You're probably blowing a whole bunch of it. Yeah, I mean, come on. This is the one that I found. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Well, Louisiana, Well, I'm assuming he's in the Amazon. That's where they are. I hope it's not in Louisiana. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We ain't going to have this dispute of Chicago or Louisiana if we get in Blade. (laughs) But uh, we have this beautiful little scenic opening here with the nice, calm music. And then it turns suspenseful. And right after we get a glimpse of a, a hard-to-see body that I didn't see the first time, uh, there's some body just sitting in the water. Like, who, who killed this man? You know, who, uh, But we do realize that the camera is not just a camera. We are the eyes of something that is stalking something else. Mm-hmm. The other question is, is it starts out and it's a clear 100% visual of the ocean. And then you slowly, multiple images later, get into an actual Amazon-looking river, which is very confusing. That first one looked like it was took in Florida. Yeah, there's his body. He's dead. Yeah, I didn't notice. I didn't notice the the body in the beginning when I first watched it. And I like rewatched it. I was like, oh, wait. which is another confusing thing. What? That's what I said. What killed him? That's yeah. one of my questions. The like, snake killed him. They would have ate him and digested him, and there wouldn't be no body. Well, then again, though, if this is angry. Anaconda, like they say, he just spit him up to go after different pay. Uh, as yeah, we, no slime that, no, so. well, as movie, what movie slime, you know? Well, I mean, it it's wasn't the very water. clear, but you couldn't see. You wouldn't be able to tell he had slime on him. But like we're discussing, uh, he may have thrown that guy up to start chasing 
this other man that we're introduced to who we see who is in a panic and he's calling for help on a radio in a some kind of structure that you know it's like half filled with water and it's got a bunch of animals in it yeah it looks like a poacher yeah so we assume that this guy is a poacher and something big hits the floor and breaks through while he's listen, trying to keep something out. Let me get into this real. That's a. It looks like a houseboat, but it's not a houseboat you would see in uh, a third world. It's 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 makeshift. It's it's something that floats that he lives in. But let's get into some 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 initial uh, uh, again facts. First of all, snakes don't just spit out their food because they're angry. There's only one of two reasons they would actually regurgitate a meal, and that is to escape danger. Or to defend itself if it feels it cannot escape. It is not spitting food out because it's angry and it wants to just hunt humans down. That's never... The second thing is, is uh, snakes don't attack fucking boats. This isn't Jaws. First of all, how would the snake... You know, you get into this scene where he's attacking the boat. How is he knocking up floorboards? He hits the floorboards. With what? That Danny Trejo's character hits with, his head on the roof. With, yeah, with what? How is he hitting the boat? With anything. Have you ever seen a snake in water? They do one thing. They fucking swim. There's not much else they can fucking do. They don't have legs to bounce off the floorboard. What, what are you doing? I just don't, you know, whatever. Okay, let's go. Well, are you telling me he didn't want to punch those floorboards? With what? His snake fists? <laughs> you can't punch without hands. Well, he runs and he shoots at whatever's chasing him. We don't have a clear idea of what it is. I mean, we can assume the movie's called Anaconda, mm-hmm. but we, we don't see what the, uh, what's after him. But his efforts have no effect, and he climbs onto the small tower antenna. Maybe the the, uh, the camera monster ends up following him up there real slowly, like. But before it attacks, we see the gentleman put the gun to his own head and shoot himself. Yeah, snakes are not going to chase you down, especially a snake that fucking big, for any motherfucking reason. Well, our next scene, we get... Uh, J-Lo, or Miss Flores, she's mm-hmm. typing in her research on, the, on the, the tribe that she wants to collect, and we actually get a good view of some nipples here. Boobies. Nipples and a good boob uh, from Miss Flores right here, or J-Lo. Uh, as she hears a knock at the door, she gets up, and yeah, she's not wearing a bra. Movie titty. Yeah. Well, this is also Jennifer Lopez pre-surgeries and money. So yeah, she is looking super nice. And uh, the person at the door is Professor Cal. I don't know. C-A-L? He looks like... Cal? Cal? If you've ever seen the movie Up, he looks like the guy who was a kid who wanted to be an explorer. That's what he looks like to me. Adventure is out there. Yep, that's him. For sure. Well, and they end up talking about finding the tribe in the Amazon. So this guy, we learn from this scene here that he is well-educated. You know, he, he is an adventurer, like you said. He wanted to be one, and he is one. Uh, he's a professor, and he is doing his thing. He's doing pretty well. Yeah, he's, he's all right. I mean, he's not, he's not too bad. And you can sense, too, that this scene, you know, kind of establishes that they have a history together. You know, the, him and her, they talk about the past. You know, I missed you and whatnot. So they're really... Where did he come from? Well, I said, like, at least on here, it said, you know, I had a... Pack of piranhas, and I'm lucky to get away from my life. But he wasn't wet; like he was just dirty. He was just dirty, but he said something but, about piranhas, which I would say my first fact, which is piranhas are pretty much harmless unless you're bleeding. Mm, so, I don't think that's true, is it? I thought they were. No, they do blood, but they also do splashing in the water. So no, if you get into a pack of them and you splash, 
they attack because they think what happens is the way that they hunt is stuff falls out of the trees, and once it hits the water, they attack. No. So it's not uh, always blood. Deadliest Catch, the guy, got in there with a whole bunch of piranhas. Yeah, but did he fall out of a tree? Deadliest Catch without the crabs. Yeah. yeah. He jumped in from a dock, and so it splashed. They didn't care. I don't trust that. But whenever he put blood in there, they started searching on what was bleeding. Yeah, but I'm sure this was at SeaWorld or some no, facility. No, no, no. This was I'm not in, trusting the deadliest catch. If you go out to the Amazon, This was that. in the Amazon where he had an actual was guide it? at the place that he was at. Was it? I don't know how well you can get a camera crew in the actual Amazon into deep. Deep waters where piranhas have never experienced humans, and you jump in that water, I bet they're going to eat your ass up. Or at least they're going to try. Well, the next day, uh, after that night with uh, Professor Kale and Miss Flores, which I'm sure he tapped that Flores' ass, because who wouldn't if you had the opportunity? Uh, he's got a cigarette the next morning. We see the crew loading <laughs> up for the expedition to come. Uh, we meet Ice Cube, or Danny, and the rest of the crew, the tech support, the actor, the adventurer, the boat captain. The actor's the fucking worst. He pisses me off. I was hoping he would get eaten first. Ice Cube, his first line was, Oh, yeah. Today is a good day. Of course. Hey, Go with good. Ice Cube. Yeah. <laughs> good old music reference, right? That is true. That is true. He did, did do a good job of uh, calling back to his roots. You want to know a funny fact about the movie? Well, we save our good. No, facts I got a good one. No, this is I got plenty of facts. Oh, okay. This yeah. is a funny one that I thought was stupid as shit. Chris Farley was originally supposed to play that part. No. As the cameraman? Yes. No. Oh, that would have made it too silly. Yes. He is hilarious. That's why they didn't go with him. But yeah, yeah. that's good. I he was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, they did a good job going with Ice Cube. Or someone at least more serious. Chris yeah. Farley, he does a good job of what he does, but yeah. Is this movie this is pre Friday, correct? This was like his first acting piece. I'm pretty sure it's his first acting piece. Is it? This come out in 97? So. I think this is pre, isn't it? Oh, Friday was 95, right? Was it? I thought so. Maybe he did Friday first and this was his first. Yeah, I think it was his first acting out, Outside of trying yeah, to be a yeah. gangster in the in the hood movie? Because, yeah. I mean, that one you're like. Because okay. it's either between Friday, Boys in the Hood, or Anaconda. It's one of those three. Yeah. Shout out to Ice Cube, too. I like him. He's a good dude. His podcast with Joe Rogan was really hard to listen to, though. I think he was stoned out of his fucking mind. He just talks too slow for me. Well, we get a uh, small montage here as the the boat is traveling off into the Amazon. We are in South America, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are. So he's... uh, the boat's traveling off on Amazon. We get some beautiful scenes here, beautiful shots. The monkeys and... Yeah, there's another fact. That monkey is not native... The Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Neither well, is Owen Wilson, though. <laughs> that, that is true. And uh, he is talking to his girlfriend at a time, and he's telling her that the, some some reason the jungle makes him really, really horny. He's Are you like, sure it's his girlfriend? Who gives a shit? He's taking that shit and he's tapping. Yeah. How does he sound? What's that? He gave a good uh, little thing. He's like, hey, yeah, you know, the, the jungle makes you real horny. Wow. He's doing his normal Owen Wilson shit. He sounds oh, the same in every fucking movie. Oh, wow. I really want to get into this. This, yeah. uh, this pussy right here in the jungle. Isn't it like a... Ka-chow. It's like a confused, confident <laughs> voice, isn't it? It's funny as shit. One impression every episode, bro. I'm getting them. I'm getting them down. Oh, here's, here's your boy. Well, the storm, a storm rolls in. And they see a guy yelling for help. His uh, and when we get close to him, 
we see that his his boat is is old looking. Yeah, it looks like it's way too old for how long. It hasn't moved there. in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, and they just accept his story, and you know, it, it's just like, hey, it's all right. Come on in. Yeah, Germanic tarp throw. Yeah, and the way he jumped looked like he was about to attack. Uh, so this is our introducing to John Voigt. Um, John Vaught. Cerrone. With his amazing, I mean, spot on Brazilian accent. Yeah, it's good. It's terrible. Yeah, it does change up a couple times in the in the, in the show, uh, in the movie. It depends on what mood he's in. <laughs> Yeah, he does not have this accent down, and I don't know who told him he was doing a good job, but I guess because he's John Voight, they just said go He is it. the star of this show at the time. I mean, he's, he's, he's probably is the biggest name. He's the head head dog. And J-Lo That's is not saying the much. finest name. Yeah. That's like, this is pre-Redbox, so if this was if this came out now, he that'd be a Redbox movie, and Man. he'd be the star. Well, everybody is kind of freaked out by his presence, you know, they're, they're just... Eh. Like, what is this guy doing here? And we see Mateo, the, the captain of the boat, come out and look at him. And you're not sure if, you know, what is he, how is he looking at him? Is he like, I don't know, this distrustful look or is, I don't know. It, it was, a, it, it kind of threw me off because it looked like Mateo knows this guy yeah. but didn't like him. That's what it seemed like. Also, let's uh, let's go into, uh, he, he catches the fish like a G. So you know he's been there. He knows what he's doing. But also that fish is not native to the Amazon. Yeah, and so he's also fishing for information from them. Yep. And they're telling him everything. Everything. Yeah, they're they are not uh holding back nothing. They don't care. They just like, hey, yeah, we're doing this and this and this and this and this. And what I've learned from some adventurers is that you never tell other adventurers mm-hmm. what your you're quest. doing. Yep. Yeah. Because you may interfere with each other. So here's uh before we keep going, I, I gotta point out something. As an avid fisherman, I always say he's doing a couple of things wrong here. Whenever he's doing the fish, he's cutting right into it, not taking off the scales like you're supposed to. Well, right? you don't have to. If you think about South American food, a lot of them leave the skin and the scales on. Well, what is he using the all. fish for? He might be just using it for bait. Yeah, it could be. But here's another they're, funny they're part. about eating, mm-hmm. but they don't gut the fish because the, the bowels can get into the meat. And well, you didn't see if he did or didn't gut it. Well, you can tell that the fish is whole, so there's no cut or incision. That's in a there. movie issue. Sometimes fish have the ability to regenerate oh, after yeah. dying. Well, if you don't cut them, like Zay was saying, well, you have to. That's where you have to cut the scales off and all that, and Whatever. gut them. You have to. That's what happens. If not, you're gonna guys. Fucking, I'll tell you this. You'll put if you have a fish. Here. Take the scales off. Gut the fish before you start cleaning everything, because I think gutting gutting would be uh, your first process gutting before you even scale. Scale. Hmm. And then eat. Unless you like Cooking the eat. fish as it is. Again, you go to any Mexican restaurant in our area, you're going to find on that fucking menu, there's a whole fucking fish that you can get surrounded by some rice and beans. Eyes well, and all. The team has accepted him. So I don't know. And uh, they're having a good night on the river with music and dancing. And just want to point out here, we do see another bit of J-Lo's uh, nipples for a second time while she's having a convo with her beau about fireflies and their mating rituals. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of a little nerd talk as they want to do each other again. Yeah. So so it just further, this scene further pushes... I don't think it's even nerd talk. It's like him. Team. She seems to be obsessed with the smart man. Yeah. And she just seems smitten by the emperor. He could be bullshitting her and she wouldn't have a fucking clue. Did anybody do any research on the, the short uh, female bulbs or the, the flashes? 
what he's talking about. No, I didn't. I didn't, no. I didn't give a shit enough. There were too many miss <laughs> yeah, opportunities listen, with snakes. I was too busy looking at Jayla's eyes here, and God damn. She looked better before she had our surgeries. She should have just kept it the same. Don't care. Okay? Do we know how old she is here? Like listen. She's young. Listen. I would come in like a wrecking ball and destroy J-Lo. You understand what I'm saying? Isn't too? this like uh, the Selena time frame? Because didn't she play Selena in a movie? And that's where she started her movie career? I don't know about all that, because listen. I'm just looking at her right now. Well, she's making out with another man. Yeah. That's still... He don't care. Yep. Don't care. Okay. Uh, but we get our first look at the anaconda mm-hmm. as it hunts a panther... Mm-hmm. And kills it almost instantly. Another issue. Uh, that's not how anaconda eyes look. It's not not the case. They don't have slanted eyes like a, a rattlesnake. But everything else looked pretty good. Can I do my weird fact? That's the same panther they used in Apocalypto. I've never seen that movie. Apocalypto? Yeah. What year did that movie come out? 2012. Yeah, it's like a 10-year difference. How did they use that same panther? Yeah, he's dead. That snake killed him and ate it's, him. It's an animatronic panther they used. Yeah, all he oh, did was okay. go Row! Yeah. and then oh, you just okay. saw an eyeball pop out or whatever the fuck happened. Well, they did a damn good job. I thought that panther was real. Oh, yeah, no. I thought they just filmed that panther. I mean, I know the one being wrapped up is fake, but I thought the one just out there just chilling yeah. first was real. If you look at Apocalypto, it's the one that, uh, like, after he did the the hornet's nest or stuff like that. i never seen the movie. Panther, he, they, like, a whole bunch of people killed the panther. I don't even. I, I'm pretty sure I'm wrong about 2012 because I don't know what the fuck movie you're talking about. I made that up. I just said it. <laughs> I think it was around that time, though. Was it? That's a pretty good guess. I don't know what that movie is. I've never seen it. Well, the next morning, the actor is uh, playing golf, and he's complaining about Danny's music. Rap. Uh, yeah, he threatens to uh, <laughs> threatens to have him killed over the music. That's kind of weird, you know. Uh, I guess that's his way of joking, or I don't know, but showing his racism. Because rap, no, no. Don't. No, rap at this time, yeah, rap at this time wasn't, pop, this was NWA times. It was yeah, just NWA. getting into. This is Tupac time. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. This is the guy that who we played the, the dad in the first Jumanji movie. He played. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. He was an asshole. You're going to that school now. Well, the team, uh, they arrive on some totems that were built, and they look like uh, giant snakes that the tribesmen worship. You know what's funny about this part, too, is that. There's a scene if if you're watching and you're paying attention where the boat is literally like six feet away from the totem, and the next scene is that dumb fucking explorer dude with binoculars looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck do you need those for, stupid? Well, so, so Roni tells him of a legend, uh, but Professor Kale knows the legend, and he says it's from a different tribe in a different part of the world. Shibishama. Uh But they kind of have a, a pissing match here about it, and you know he knows he knows. What he knows, you know what I'm saying? That's what Cerrone says. I know what I know, and they can drop him off at the next village. You know, he got kind of sour here. He was upset. It was kind of weird though, because I felt like he was Cerrone was trying to take control of the group and trying to be the most knowledgeable one. But Kale, he you know, Shut he's already down. knowledge. Yeah, he's already knew what's up. So I think Kale in this instance here made himself the biggest threat to Cerrone. For sure. Oh, 100 percent. He knows. He's the most educated one. I think he knows that that's his biggest threat, and the second one is Ice Cube. But he knows Ice Cube is hesitant at the same time. Yeah, Ice Cube is not as informed mm-hmm. as the rest of the group, so he can tell him that, hey, if you do this certain move, the snake won't come after you, and yep. he'll believe it. But the other guy, 
you know, Kale knows, like, nah, I'm not doing yep. none of that shit. Yeah, 100%. I don't listen to you. Then you get more images, too, of Mateo being shady, the boat driver. Yeah. Very shady. Yeah, and then they're in the middle of filming, and the actor's doing his, you know, doing his job. You He sounds like David Attenborough of, of the <laughs> fucking 70s. And so only so just walks in the middle of it, like he's pissed off. He's mad because uh, old Kale. And, and he's being a bitch. He's taking his ball and going home. He's, yeah. he's fucking pissed. He's CM Punk in the situation. It's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm start calling him. CM Punk in him. Mm. Well, he's coming. It's coming up to uh, later that night. Gary, uh, Owen Wilson, and Denise go off by themselves in the wood to get some alone time. As we hear Owen Wilson say, uh, Oh, wow. You know, I really like to get we really like to get there in the alone time with you. Oh, wow. He'll give you some of this ka-chow. You ever felt the lightning? Ka-chow, ka-chow. He and her go off in the distance, but we see a shot of Cerrone with his eyes open in a hammock, and he's just looking around like, uh, what's, what's, what's happening? Not really confused, but, you know, he knows, he knows, he knows something's up, so he starts to follow, I believe. He disappears in the middle of nowhere. So Gary and Denise are out there. Using some kind of sonar device to really listen to the sounds of the Amazon. And it looks like more that Denise had the plan to... Uh, yeah, she wanted some of that Owen Wilson. Yeah. Some of that drill bit Taylor. She wanted some of that gear. <laughs> What's funny, though, is that in, in the scene prior to this, when you see them on the boat, the entire boat's covered in mosquito nets. If you watch any other scene from this entire fucking movie, those mosquito nets are nowhere to be found. But if you watch that scene, they're attached to the sides of the poles to keep everybody covered at certain times. But it also, I looked it up, it would be irrelevant to not use them at all times, not just at night. There's still mosquitoes during the day that'll fuck you up and give you malaria. Well, Gary was trying to show uh, Denise his anaconda. Uh, they make it out, and she stops because of the silence. And she said, it's too quiet. And he looks at uh, him, yeah, and he's like, oh, wow, it is really kind of quiet in here. What are we going to do? Wow. And so uh, a screaming, something screaming comes at him. You know, we don't see what it is. And then we hear a shot. And then we go back to the group and we see the people in the boat. Kale grabs his uh, revolver and they shine lights out there in the field. And we see Cerrone coming out of the woods. And at first, yep. at first glance, you know, we're thinking like, "Whoa, did he just shoot one of the crew members?" Like, we don't know about this guy. What, why does uh, Why does Dumbfuck Explorer pull his gun back, not knowing what he's pulling? Again, like you said, at first glance, you're like, "He fucking shot one of them people." And then he just, as soon as he sees that it's Cerrone, he just pulls his pistol back. And it's like, "Whoa, bitch, that's the one you don't know." Yeah, he's yeah, dragging something up there. Uh, but uh, Gary and Denise are following Cerrone, and he had end up shooting a warthog. That was chasing after them. And Gary's like, yeah, he was there to shoot it right in the head. But nobody's questioning, why was he there? Yeah, another he, problem. That's a North Texas uh, hog. That's not an Amazon hog. I looked that up. Actually, they brought it from the Amazon and took it to Texas. So no, they're only, they've never seen me in the Amazon. They're just in Texas. Well, Kale tells everyone to uh, stay on board at night, which was probably a good idea from the get-go. And you think he wouldn't have to say anything like that. Uh, the next morning, everyone's still relaxing. You know, no one's really, you know, shaken up from the night before. Do you think, though, he did that to try and establish some kind of dominance over the other guy at some point as far as a protection thing? To where it's like, okay, maybe I'm not the fucking smartest, but I can keep you safe in this jungle. Oh, for sure. He's trying to get any yeah. kind of points uh, he can right now uh, for like a, 
in the professional way as to you know get his plan through to do it as as, as professional as possible instead of being a, a ruffian, you know, a pirate or whatever. Uh, but the next morning, the, everybody's uh, relaxed and chilling out, and then the 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 ropes on the boat end up getting caught in the propeller, and uh, Kale says that uh, he's got to go fix it. While Cerrone says that he should do it. If I was Kale, I would probably let this stranger do it. Yeah, because here's the problem: is uh, how those ropes get off the boat. Was he so, was standing? Yeah, Cerrone was standing right there next to him. Anything, so. But you wouldn't have your anchor out unless you're trying to stop. Yeah. So you wouldn't just be letting it drag. So it looked like Cerrone was standing in that vicinity. I'm assuming he kicked that shit off on purpose mm-hmm. to get him caught up. Which is why I would have let his ass go do exactly. it. Exactly. But of course. Motherfucking David Attenborough. He knew that he want Kale wanted to be the hero or yep. whatever. And he was he's trying to get more of that son of a bitch. And, uh, Danny says he's going back to L.A., which is Ice Cube, which is you know yeah yeah that's because they found Central the, L.A. Uh, the species that whenever you pee in the Amazon it goes up your oh yeah urethra your urethra yeah. yeah he was telling that's about in multiple that. movies right and that in mm-hmm. the the rundown too yeah yeah yeah. Well, uh, Kale is, uh, he dives underwater in the scuba gear, oxygen tank and whatnot. He's cutting the ropes and, uh, Cerrone is staring at his girl all creepily like, like just looking at her like she's well, like, she's doing her sexy thing. She's putting her hair up. I she's mean, looking nice. That's cause she's a sexy woman. Otherwise this would just be a normal thing for a woman, but she's doing a normal thing. And Cerrone's just looking at her with his mouth open. Like, is he yeah. looking at her? Because it's very hard to tell yeah. whether or not his fucking eyes are open in this entire movie. Yeah, boom. Get in there nice and deep like. His eyes are fucked up. Well, Kale starts to shake and struggle in the water. And the crew sees this and they, and they go to the rescue. Uh, they end up diving off in the water trying to go get him. He he's Ice, just Ice Cube does the, the, the black... Dive in where your whole body hits the fucking ground. But that's also, let's be honest, he wasn't the one that should have been jumping in. (laughs) Owen Wilson looks like he swam at a time or two, right? I mean, you're not going off of movie logic here. He legit baited flop. He did. Well, Owen Wilson did drive after him off also. He was like, damn, I got to save two motherfuckers now? He was like, I I am speed. I can do this. I am speed. So he jumped off in there, and uh, they're trying to help. They both pull uh, Kale to rescue to, to safety, and they, you know, he's not breathing. He's like, oh, he's not breathing. Let's, let's see what's going on. They open his mouth, and they end up pulling out a wasp. Big old fucking wasp. Yeah, a super poisonous wasp. And Cerrone's like, boom, it's very deadly. And somehow, Cerrone knows to perform a tracheotomy on Kale uh, to keep him breathing right here now. All right, so um, painting the picture that he's a hero. No, so, for, for, let me, let me. You, I hope you're not going to do the one I'm going to do. Is how did it, the wasp get in his mouth whenever he had a breathing apparatus in his? Well, mouth? We know that one. That's the easy one. Yeah, he planted That's the later. wasp. Yeah, he put it in the, the, in the tube. Yeah. yeah, it's just a snorkel. But here's my problem: is that they say deadly, poisonous. First of all, if it's deadly, what's the fucking tracheotomy going to do? He's dead if it's deadly. Second thing is, is it can't be poison if it's stung you. That's venomous. A sting comes from a venomous creature. Poison is ingested. Well, yeah, you get into so semantics. I am. Again, okay? I'm definitely. This is a movie. He had some kind of allergic reaction and it swelled up his throat enough where he couldn't breathe. So How much perform, money did this movie make? They performed the tracheotomy and it works. How much money did this movie make, though? That's but what I'm saying. It put you can't Kale pay for some facts. Into a coma state. 
He was, uh, he was, well, yeah, because he's got a hole in his fucking throat. And this painted the picture that uh, Cerrone is a hero. And so he's gaining more trust yep. from everybody well, else. I don't think they, he actually getting trust because this next scene you see J-Lo, J-Lo's character trying to establish some type of leadership of everybody else that's on the boat. I think she's just panicking because of the situation that has happened. She's never been in any kind of situation like this. Yeah, she. I, I believe she's trying to get the information she needs. Uh, she don't know what to do, but so she's trusting that whoever does know what to do can take her where she needs to go. And that's when Cerrone suggests the route that he had suggested the other day that Kale didn't want to take. Yeah. Do you know what also is a very easy way to get people to trust you a little more? Is to not do everything that you fucking do with either a knife or a gun in your hand. You know how he points at that fucking map with a fucking Rambo knife and shows them the path. And it's like, dude, maybe if you just put the fucking weapons away every now and then, people would trust you a little bit more. So Zeroni suggests that they take the, te- the route that he wanted to go because that will get him, get Kale to uh, medical attention faster. He's using that as his motivation, mm-hmm. not the true source. They decide to uh, listen to him. And they go to a block in the water where Cerrone wants to uh, blow it up, but Terry doesn't want to disturb the ecosystem there. But it would save them a lot of time if they blow it up, and they do. You know, like it's this this is this barricade up here, probably for a reason that the local tribes probably had made to let you know, hey, this is anaconda. Yeah, this is anaconda territory. Yeah, it's definitely not a beaver built dam. (laughs) Yeah. But it's fucked up. If they really wanted people out, they should have said stay the fuck out. But I mean, well, they can't. Most of these people probably don't speak the languages that they use because they're probably communicating in monkey. They're they're people that have been uncontacted. They're tribes people. They don't speak any language that you know of. So you you I mean maybe in their eyes they did let you know by carving up totems with giant snakes and shit on them prior to this. Well, how does he uh, blow this? dam or barrier I'm not really a dam it's a barrier I think it's actually not dynamite I think it's uh, ammonium nitrate I think it is ammonium oh. nitrate yeah this is where the stolen ammonium nitrate went to the Amazon yep yep I know where it went my bad <laughs> it went back in time son of a bitch <laughs> it's possible here's my question is how did he get on that boat in the rain when they rescued him and none of this dynamite get wet at all well, I guess it don't matter if Diamond you wet or not. You're I guess still not. Because they're going to put this shit in the water here in a minute on this bridge and just soak that shit and then run a wick and just like, yep, that fucking works. Fire goes underwater. You might be right. I don't know. I don't think so. But it's I don't think so. Waterproof wrapping, okay? Waterproof is that what happens wrapping. back in whatever the fuck time this is? Yeah, 1996. Mm-hmm. 97. 97. That's right. Well, it says it's only going to take him 10 minutes. Uh, Gary ends up helping him. He put a Diamond all in water. Oh, I told you, but it's, you said it was waterproof, so we're good. Well, something was stalking Gary when uh, Cerrone ends up pulling him out of the water, and they return back to the ship before they blow the uh, dynamite. But uh, you don't see what it is. Yeah, you don't see what it is. Could be an anaconda. Could be a black caiman. Could be. They don't know about black caimans. But why did it stop? And why wouldn't they seen it? You know, they, even Gary mentions like there's something in the water. I'm serious. And then Cerrone's like, Yeah, I know. I'm Russian, or whatever fucking yeah, accent he was, he's using at he the He wasn't day. using what he was. <laughs> How would you know something was in the water? I don't know. He just got a he he's had a good paranoid. He had a good feeling or something. 
No, he knows what they're doing, man. He knows what they're doing. Like, we haven't revealed it yet. They haven't revealed it yet because we don't, you know, the audience doesn't know, but we know. Yeah. uh, He might have a general idea, but I just, I don't know. The whole thing just doesn't, again, like you said, based on what we've seen earlier of what the Anaconda is and the enormous fucking size of it, you would have fucking seen it. And so they light the uh, explosives and the dynamite is going off and they end up blowing the barrier that was stopping the boat from going forward. And snakes just fly everywhere. Here's a question. Where were all those snakes when they were putting the dynamite in uh, the fucking yeah. bridge? Yeah, I don't know where they were hiding at, but I guess they were deep inside of this thing, the structure. So they go flying yeah. in the air and they cover the boat. And while this happened, the drums of fuel drop off the back of the boat. They would. Gasoline is more buoyant than water, so if they were full, then yes. So I imagine these were drums full of water. You know, these are just drinking water for them. Maybe, but it, they say it's gasoline. They do say it's gasoline, and they sink. They Here's the other problem with this, is that when they're going through the types of snakes that you would see inside the rainforest, uh, they're only about 40% accurate on what the fuck you would see. And also, the scene where it's biting his finger... Uh, that's a good-looking yeah, animatronic fake snake, but that looks nothing like a green anaconda. Warren, the uh, actor, was bitten on the finger by a snake. Yeah. And uh, Cerrone ends up saving him, taking it off of him, saying, It's just a baby. Go back to your mama. Actual, uh, size-wise, it wasn't accurate either. Baby anacondas are born at a minimum of yeah. two feet long. That sounds about right. So that, yeah. And then now he's got a red-tailed boa, which you're like, mm, uh, I don't know about that boa. Uh, maybe. I mean, that was a pet red-tailed boa. In, well, the, in the actual South America, they're darker with like a browner hue. Those are pet trade red-tailed boas. Terry ends up telling Danny that she doesn't trust Cerrone. And she doesn't know where he's taking them. Because uh, they're going up that route that he wanted to go uh, while she's nursing Kale back to health. What a dumb fucking statement to make, too, though. Because you didn't know where that other guy was taking you, either. You're on a fucking random-ass river that people... If you look at the Amazon, that shit is fucking... Well, she trusted Kale, and he had a route That's because he was digging her down. Well, he Did was... she trust him because he knew where he was going, or did she trust him because she she had nothing else to offer? I mean, he had the experience, and you know he hasn't proven to be wrong before. He's read some books. I mean, he didn't know not to check his fucking snorkel. Yeah, he didn't know enough to do that. <laughs> it's the uh, Amazon, bitch. I'm checking everything. How they getting the boat past that little uh, tributary thing right there? Don't you worry about that. The next day, Cerrone tells Mateo to stop the boat because he sees a crashed boat. And Cerrone wants to investigate the boat. Again, though, this shit has been there for a long fucking time. It is not new. Yeah, but this is the uh, the structure we had spoken about earlier that Danny Trejo's character was mm-hmm. uh, part of. Huh. Uh, but they, they go off into... I call him Ice Cube. ...investigation mode... <laughs> And Ricky follows uh, Cerrone and Mateo to film what happens. Just, hey, let me get this on camera. Yeah. So uh, they get a gun and they go over there to investigate this uh, broken down ship that I imagine is one of their former partners. What's funny, too, is the crazy amount of just, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of, uh, with Ice Cube. Look at him. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? He looks like the typical rapper at that time he's got the bandana on his head the chuck taylor's a knockoff football jersey because they couldn't afford to pay a real football team for their advertising rights he looks it's he looks exactly like he did in fucking friday 
It seems like identical. He, he looks like how he looking as a character would look in San Andreas. Yeah, a hundred percent. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Yes. <laughs> You're like, come on, man. Yeah, he part of Saints Row, man. Yeah. He part of the. Uh, he looks just like that. Street. <laughs> hey, don't y'all be tripping on black fashion. <laughs> well, no, we're not tripping on it. We're just saying that's. Uh, I can't think of the fucking word I'm trying to think of. The stereotype. Stereotype. Yep. Typical. They're stereotyping the fuck out of him right now, for sure. Like you said, yeah. that motherfucker about to get some bench presses in. Well, while he <laughs> while he's filming, he feels something watching him, and so he uh, he gets on the boat and meets up with a uh, Cerrone in this uh, abandoned boat or whatever, and they're all checking out this I don't know damaged crap cr- yeah this shipwreck here, try and and Cerrone and and well Cerrone for sure has a different motive man he wants to see I guess where his old partner had gone, at least they 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 give the the impression that something else is going on here and it ain't just the crew our crew don't know what's happened you know our crew is, uh, they is seem to have to some it. kind of underground poaching ring where they were a team yeah yeah for sure and that's what we're getting out of this and uh he finds a damaged gun while Cerrone breaks open a box to find something that he didn't want old ricky to see so he ends up hiding that but he does say hey we need to get this box back to that yep. boat when he takes down that picture of, yeah, he of does. them capturing a giant snake, which uh-huh. that wasn't that big of a snake in the picture. And that's what told us right there that uh, because we've seen Cerrone in the picture and he was also with Mateo and, and the other guy, Danny Trejo. Yep. So that established to the audience there that, hey, these guys are poachers. They're all together. This is messed up. And I will say, I did not suspect Mateo the whole time that the ship captain. He played a good role. You know? well, he never says any fucking thing. Yeah, he doesn't say nothing. He doesn't. He, but he looks also like he don't trust Cerrone either. He looks confused as fuck the whole goddamn movie. <laughs> Even when they're like, "Hey, go right," he looks confused as fuck <laughs> as to which direction that fuck is. is. Right. He lost. Did it, Joe? I don't know what the hell she said to me. Or maybe he was just smitten. Oh, he wanted to see the nipples too. Well, he did see him. That actually you did was better than John Boy. Oh man, thank you. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I try. <laughs> Listen, you get off his goddamn back. Okay, he's trying. Well, they start to bring the uh, the box of treasure that Cerrone wanted back, and uh, Cerrone tells Mateo to come on, but uh, old Mateo slips off the boat and is instantly attacked by the anaconda, and it gives Mateo the anaconda squeeze. Listen. This attack is the most inaccurate fucking bullshit attack from an anaconda ever. This one happened? No. How would it happen, cuz? Well, they're not, they're ambushed, so they're gonna wait. They're not gonna come after you. Mm-hmm. You will never be stalked and hunted <laughs> by a fucking 39 fucking foot, 100 foot, whatever the fuck this anaconda is. It is an unaccurate. Bull, it is. It might as well be Titanoboa at this point, a fucking Jurassic Park level fucking anaconda. They're not going to hunt you down. They're looking to conserve as much energy as possible and get easy meals. Well, speaking, they're not looking for you. Speaking of Titanoboa, uh, the Beretta was used in the movie Sharknado. I've seen that. In there you there. go. They also, uh, which is weird, it's, it's not going to stare at you while it's murdering you. 
as <laughs> if it's just it's got a fucking vendetta. Yeah. Well, and then it also doesn't break people's necks. Well, yeah, that snake wrapped around Mateo and bit his chin and twisted him and broke his neck yeah. in the water. What's another crazy thing that you probably don't think about with an anaconda? They're huge snakes, right? They're massive fucking animals. Their bite is extremely weak. The bite is literally only to get a grip to be able to wrap up and, and squeeze you. Sometimes the bites don't even break skin, mm. which is a crazy thing to think about because their teeth are serrated needles. They mm -hmm. will fuck you up. But sometimes they bite so softly, it won't even go through your, your clothing. It doesn't break skin. Well, Danny goes back to look for Mateo with a fuck flashlight. And In broad there's daylight. plenty of daylight. We don't know exactly why he has a flashlight on. Maybe He's it's for the, the inside of the boat that he was just in. But it doesn't make sense to have him with a flashlight in no. this scene. He's shining it around like, you know, like we can't see what else is going on. But it's it's for daylight. It's like 12 o'clock. Maybe in his mind he thinks that the light will shine because there is a weird, I'm trying to think of the word of it, but uh, anaconda skin has a iridescence to it that will reflect off of light. Mm. That's how they find him at night. So maybe. But he don't know what he's looking for. Well, maybe he's looking for the snake iridescence. Hey, to, to, right, but I'm just saying, you know, if we're, if we're trying to we're trying to be biased here, maybe he does know that he's a film crew for Amazon people, right? I mean, clearly they have our history of him filming their stuff, and she looks to only be invested in nature and animals in these third world countries. Maybe he does know that. I, I don't know. Probably not. It's probably <laughs> fucking bullshit. But that is a true fact. There are a lot of snakes, especially Amazon snakes, have an iridescence to their skin that you can see with a flashlight. Well, Danny didn't find anything, and he makes his way back to the boat. And uh, Cerrone ends up rolling out a snakeskin and says that Mateo was killed by the anaconda. Yeah, and then he says the dumb fucking thing of, this one's only a baby, three or four years old. That's bullshit. That snake ain't getting that fucking big in three or four years. <laughs> You're out of your goddamn mind. That thing had to have been born 20 foot long already. Get the fuck out of here. Well, Terry says that they should stay and wait for Mateo, but Warren wants to leave now. What would you guys do? You stay away from Mateo? Or no, we leave him. Well, he's giving them anaconda facts as well, which are his opinions on them, where he says the anacondas are the perfect hunting machine. That's bullshit. That's bullshit? They're, they're not anywhere near the perfect hunting machine. They're not even number one in the fucking Amazon. What's better, an anaconda or a great white? Oh, great white for sure. You know, Speed-wise, all of that. Yeah, anacondas are, listen, if they, majority of the time, all you got to do is tap them on the fucking head. There's great one white. vulnerability great in anacondas. Great white or a uh, cro crocodile? Nile crocodile? Yeah, Nile crocodile. I'm thinking a Nile crocodile. Oh. Well, it depends on where you're at. I mean, if you're in the open ocean and there's no boat or nothing to save you, you're fucked. But the problem <laughs> with the Nile crocodile is, is you can be on the bank washing your goddamn hair, splashing your face, and you're fucked too. Because yeah. they will come after you. Well, they end up having a big argument, uh, Warren and uh, uh, Miss Flores, because, uh, she, like I said, she wants to stay the, and wait for Mateo. But I don't know. I'm kind of a warn on this, dude. We don't know this guy. you know. And, and, and if he hasn't come back yet, he didn't get lost. He's a boatman for the Amazon. Yeah. He lives here. He's a tourist. Or not a tourist. He's, he's a guide. Yeah. He knows so, his shit. So if he hadn't come back by now, then I'm believing Cerrone on this one that he is eaten and we need to go. Yeah. I don't appreciate his humor that they have not picked up on yet. That is sarcasm when they're like, put some lights on the boat. And he's like, yeah, that's a good idea. No, that's going to draw in whatever the <laughs> fuck he's trying to get. He knows that. So he's like, yes. that's a good idea. Yes. And so they end up staying the night. 
And that night, Gary's talking to Cerrone, and he asked him about his experience in catching an anaconda. And so this, I don't know, it kind of sets up a relationship between Gary and Cerrone that Gary is looking for someone who's knowledgeable. Gary's trying to survive. Yeah, and he wants somebody who will help him survive because he doesn't know this area, and Cerrone does. I think he's trying to make something out of the nothing that just they just experienced because they lost their God and they lost their lead investigator. Yeah, but I think it's 60, I think it's 60, 40. I think 60% wants to survive, 40% wants to get something out of surviving. I think I'm with you on that one. But I think his main motivation is surviving, and he knows that's the guy he needs to uh, link on to. Because, again, nobody else is really is really on board yet. So if he is, he's thinking, okay, this guy's going to keep me safe during this experience. I don't know, you know. Well, he does uh, provide experience for old Gary here, at least enough for him to really trust and believe in. Uh, because... He ends up readying some tranquilizers mm-hmm. while staring again, creepily, at old Terry. Who's Terry? Terry is Jello. How has no one form. else noticed the shit he has? He threw that bag across the boat originally in the beginning. How'd that glass bottle of... And it just says animal tranquilizer. It doesn't fucking tell you what the medicine... Right. Shit doesn't come like that. It's got a name of the medicine that it is and the dosage that it is. It doesn't just say animal fucking tranquilizer. Don't have just like tranquilizer no, it's thing. different per species. A horse yeah, tranquilizer is going to be different than a fucking dog one. I mean, you can't just put animal tranquilizer on there. I know the cliche is... The cliche is always... I put enough tranquilizer in there to put down an elephant. Yeah. Everybody's that's that. stupid as shit. You're using different types of things because the, the body is different. It's smaller animals. But then the other thing is like, again, how did he not, how did that not break when he threw that fucking bag across or jumped across? And then how does know. no one notice what the fuck is going on? Well, when he got done, uh, well, got caught staring, he tells uh, Terry, uh, still no Mateo. And I guess that, uh, that, signal to leave yeah I guess they give them the signal they all decide to move on and Cerrone ends up shooting a monkey uh, he says it's for bait for the anaconda mm-hmm. and that's a uh, South African spider monkey and that's not native no it's not <laughs> but you don't know what's funny about that monkey is to this day if John Vaught's still alive I don't know he still has that fucking monkey it's fake but he still has it oh dang, oh, dang. Mm-hmm. well I'll let y'all know that I don't know Whoa. It's definitely a spider monkey. It's not native to there. I didn't see yeah. South African. I was glad you said that, but it's not native. Well, Here's the other thing is, at this point, you've noticed how well he shows his his just... He just doesn't seem to like Jennifer Lopez a whole lot. He seems like he's got a personal vendetta against her. I don't know what it is. Do you want to know what that is? So supposedly, he boycotted and pushed... At this time, he was a pretty good, pretty big movie star... For his daughter to be in this movie. Angelina Jolie was supposed to be in this movie. Mm. Instead of Jennifer Lopez. Was the original mm. cast. And then she turned it down for... I don't. I forgot what movie it fucking was. Something better. Mm, glad she did. But she turned it down. And then J-Lo took it. So if you look... If you pay attention to their interactions... He seems like he's fucking generally mad at her. And it's it's like... Ooh, okay, now that I know that... I don't know I how don't. he can be mad if his daughter is the one who turned it down. Well, he can't be too mad because I made that up. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I made that shit that up. didn't make any sense. Jennifer Lopez is way better than fucking Angelina Jolie. Well, I don't know back at this time. Angelina Jolie was a shit. 
Well, I would have enjoyed her a lot better than Angelina Jolie during this time. Better looking Angelina Jolie or J-Lo? Uh, at this time, I mean, Angelina yeah. was at this time. J-Lo. Because Angelina had already gone through some surgeries to where you were like, <laughs> God damn, son. That's where right before she was about to play Tomb Raider. Oh, she man, was bad was in that motherfucker. Yeah, this was right before that. But I still got to go to Hispanic Heritage. I'm going with J-Lo. I'm going J-Lo after this movie. Oh. And then J- uh, Angelina can piss off because you saw what happened to her. But uh, Cerrone uh, turns against the crew, and he also was able to turn Gary against the crew because he wants to now film Cerrone catch the snake. Good. Well, here's the thing is that I don't know what time frame this is, but he says that he's going to get a million dollars for that snake. If he catches alive. From who? Somebody who wants that snake alive. You're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> I'll say this. It, it's probably from like the gaming commission because... There's a bunch of oh well, well the the biggest white tailed deer they make like two point five million dollars a year. Who the deer? The, yeah, the, the guy, deer. The, the deer guy himself that killed the deer, had his stuff, and then when they, when they do infomercials about hey, yeah, but that's different. A, a he snake. wants it alive. He's not killing it. Who are you gonna give this snake to? But this snake. Saying, this deer is dead, and it's still making two point five million dollars a year. Yeah, but that's the stuffing process, and all. No, no, now, no, it's not, it's not the this is process. back in a fucking time where they're they're using. Do you see the camera Ice Cube has? A million dollars is a lot of fucking money back then. Rappers, mm-hmm. athletes, none of them were getting million dollar fucking contracts. You're telling me that this dumb fuck's gonna come out of the Amazon and ship this fucking snake to whom the fuck ever, and they're gonna get a million fucking dollars? Get out of here. Well, I mean, speaking of Danny, uh, Danny threatens them both, Cerrone and Gary. Uh, but Cerrone ends up shooting a plate and, you know, destroying it and tells him, I don't think so. Yeah. He said, I'm going to throw both y'all asses off his boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Italian at this point. Yeah. And, and this night, they start to the process of hunting the snake. While Danny uh, shows Terry. Listen, you don't fish for snakes. What? This is the most Ignorant motherfucking goddamn stupid fucking thing I've ever seen in my entire. First of all, snakes aren't going to hunt anything that's not hot, so it's not alive. How early in this movie did he shoot that fucking monkey that he's using for bait and throwing it in the water? It's cold. It was daytime when he threw the monkey in there. How's he keeping it warm? And he there's the water. He's in the oh, dude. (laughs) I mean, this is the stupidest fucking. And then you think that the snake bites it and it hooks it like a fucking fish. He set the hook. He did. He Get did the fuck the out of it. And then look at it. He ended up hooking the, uh, the the snake with the monkey he had thrown in the water as bait. And he's pulling on it, man. This is a powerful snake. And he's got it to this, like, winch thing. It's like a super uh, fishing rod. It would be the easiest thing to pull that fucking snake in. Because, first of all, uh, an anaconda probably only has about five to seven minutes of fight in him. Because it's going gonna, it's gonna to try and conserve calories. It's going to be a limp fucking noodle. And it's not fighting any more than this. This thing is smacking shit off the boat. It's fucking shit up yeah, as if it's, it's a, if it's defensive. It's using its tail as a weapon. Well, he tells uh, Warren and Gary to aim the lights in its eyes that hopefully it'll stun it. And uh, Danny tries to go with a knife and end up getting Cerrone, but is whipped by the tail of the yep. anaconda. Uh, lights wouldn't stun the snake's eyes either. And they, they use heat sensing like pits. Me whenever I was doing the Dragon Ball. Yeah, because this pisses me off because this movie, in my opinion, has given so many people a fear of snakes unjustly. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So you're telling me that a snake had a monkey in its mouth and it threw it at somebody? 
No, it's yeah, it spit it back out. The other thing is the stupid goddamn fucking Nazgul fucking noises that come out of these stupid fucking snakes. They don't squeal like a fucking something out of the Lord of the Rings. It, that, that's uh, not happening. The snake gets off the hook and it spits the monkey out. And uh, Warren then tries to, uh, well, he spits the monkey out of Warren, and then the snake tries to eat Terry. Uh, but Cerrone ends up shooting it with a trank. Well, old Denise ends up falling off the ship in this big struggle here because the snake is wailing and stuff and it's knocking furniture everywhere. She falls off in the water, uh-huh. and Gary goes after her to save her to get back on the boat. Well, Gary gets attacked. Well, the accuracy in which this movie uses for you to figure out how big this fucking snake is, because at certain points you're like, oh, that's two, three hundred foot long snake. That boat's at least a hundred and twenty five foot long fucking houseboat. Mm. And this snake at times where you're like, okay, it's on one side, it's wrapped around to the other side, and then it's attacking people. How fucking big is this snake? And then look at it. It coils Gary like eight fucking times. Around this pole. And then still has enough room to defend itself against anyone else who wants to try and come and help. And then Terry is about to shoot it, but Cerrone says, no, he needs it alive. It's no good to him dead. And then Gary's being like taken off the pole into the water. And he's like, well, I wish really, really wish you would have shot that. It would have really saved me, my life. Yep. I guess I'm going to go ahead and die. Wow. <laughs> He's dead. Yeah, Gary goes off in the water. He and is now dead. The most inaccurate snake attack ever. Well, I don't know because it looks pretty accurate to me because he ends up swallowing old Gary. And we actually see that as the snake is following the boat underwater and we can see the facial expressions of Gary yeah. while he's inside the stomach of the snake. So this is the first person... This is the first person that you've seen the snake actually eat, correct? Yeah, yeah and you can okay. actually see his mouth going, oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you see, that's bullshit. Listen, I've fed plenty of snakes. You ain't seeing, all you're going to see is a lump. You ain't seeing anything. Well, this is the point where Cerrone takes control of the ship. Uh, he's tired of, you know, messing around with the light foot, pussy footing around. He's, he said he's done with that. Oh, yeah, he is trying mm-hmm. to take control He's the cream of the crop. Well, he tells uh, he tells Warren to go get his get something for him, and Warren tells him, "I'm not your bloody pearl." And well, <laughs> he gives him a little bitch slap and puts the gun to Bro, him. Bro, he bitch slaps him twice, <laughs> like a fucking punk. Oh my god, he beats the shit out of him, and then yeah. just tosses him out of the way like and Jesus. Then he goes and gets what he asked for the first time. Yep. Go <laughs> get my shit, bitch. Bring me a sandwich while you at it. So when he goes up to the top, uh, the ship and. Uh, he starts driving it. I don't know where he's going. I guess he's going to lead the snake somewhere so where he can better trap it. But Which doesn't make sense, right? Because if you, if the snake is as angry as you've established it to be this at this point, you just stay where the fuck you are, and it's going to try and fuck you up. Because yeah, here's the other problem with that that spot where you know they show his body. The snake's going to crush you, right? That's the mm-hmm. whole point. If it's that big, you're, it's crushing everything. So there's no shoulders left. You would be a fucking just a, a pencil of a person. It's crushed all your bones. So why does it show a full human figure? <laughs> Shoulders are intact, head. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Well, we end up seeing old Terry getting real luscious, putting on some mm-hmm. lipstick. Back it up, Terry. Looking real nice. Back it up, Terry. I wish Terry would back it up. But she ends up going to the uh, the captain's quarters. And she tries to seduce Cerrone. That shit would have worked on me. I ain't gonna lie about it. Man, I would have got caught in a minute. Yeah. Boy, I tell you what, I would have got stabbed and handcuffed and all kind of shit. 
But she ends up, uh, you know, putting the moves on on Cerrone. Like, uh, hey, I need some protection. And he says in his great accents, you need the protection? It's been a long time since I've been with a woman. <laughs> he almost and, just seems drunk, like a drunk redneck, don't he? I mean, it's, uh, yeah, man, he, he's the Italian godfather right now. He's no longer Brazilian or whatever he his is. His accent's fucking shit. And this is when uh, old Danny will... Oh, Danny, is his name Danny or Ricky? You said Ricky earlier, but you yeah, also said Danny multiple times. I don't I, fucking know. I'm thinking I went back to correct it because I thought he was Ricky, but now he's Danny. I don't fucking know. Ice Cube is seen in the mirror trying to establish a attack, which is, this is all a plan here. And, uh, well, it turns out to not be that great of a plan. Not at all. Because uh, Cerrone sees it coming. So he ends up trying to stop the attack between uh, Terry and Ice Cube, but he ends up he ends up doing stopping the attack. You know, he didn't he didn't really see that coming. Uh, I mean, he saw that coming, but he didn't really see what was coming after that, yeah. which was Warren with his nine iron, which I don't know if it was a nine iron or not, but he has a golf club and he ends up bashing Cerrone in the back of the head. Nine iron would be a good one. But why did she turn the wheel of the boat when this this whole scene went down? I don't understand that. Well, I don't know. Maybe it was just one of those seduction scenes, you know. It I was, was weird the, that they threw that I'd watch you do it. Wheel turn in there, though. Listen. It's like, because you're in the Amazon. Listen. It's it's one way or the other. Listen, it'd be enough for me. I mean, she would have had <laughs> me. I'm just asking in the movie, why would you add that in the movie? Well, I think with the, with the rudders they had there, the wheels, you have to completely turn it to actually make a turn or something like that. So then why show the yeah, scene like, of her like, touching the fucking wheel? Listen, it made it look the like there was a reason she was doing it. Around. Maybe that's... That wheel's the same average size of a, the human's dick. I don't know. Maybe so. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know Look, he, point he got a second fucking... He got a second kiss out of there. Yeah, you know he, he got a second... Tear, even though he caught it, but that's when the warm... He put some tongue up in that ...bashed him in the back of the head and knocked his ass out. You know what's weird about that scene, too, is that when he goes down to the ground, they show the wound. It's uh, it's done bleeding. You already? It just happened. That was but fast. there's no blood. Yeah, there's no leaking on the face nothing. or nothing. It's yeah, just... And there with a fucking golf club. Yeah, you should be leaking. For yeah, sure. I, it was a perfect uh, situation where Ice Cube should be like, hey, man, you got knocked the fuck out. Yeah, that would have yeah. been good. That would have <laughs> been a good one. Why wouldn't you just toss him off the fucking boat, too? Well, I mean, Carrie, I mean, Terry seems to be uh, really caring for life as she didn't want to leave Mateo. Uh, so hey, I uh, couldn't imagine her wanting to leave He got hit in the head of a golf club. Does he have a bandage on? And the next scene you see with him? Yeah, the next morning he doesn't have a bandage on. I mean, nobody cares to put medical attention on his ass. He would be bleeding out. He's a murderer. The way that he, wound, okay, would he would be bleeding out. But while he was tied up, uh, Terry finds the newspaper uh, that he didn't want to see with him and Mateo and uh, Tragio on there. And that's where you find out that he did the wasp. Yeah, and Cerrone crashed the boat that he was on, and it was all a setup. Mm-hmm. So we find out that Mateo was... In on this with yep. other poachers, with Cerrone, with Tragio, and uh, tell him what he says about the wasp because uh, he breaks down the entire setup, and or yeah. she does in front of him. Mm-hmm. And then what does he say? He says, "I put the wasp in the pee hole." <laughs> no, I don't know. Well, I don't know what he said. What is it? <laughs> no, he says, "How could you forget about the wasp after oh, yeah, she finishes yeah. her spill of the whole plan that she has yes. established to this point?" And then she's like, God damn it, the wasp was part of your plan too. You did that shit. And then he uh he gets hit with that that mean Jennifer Lopez right. Yep. He, she gives him a right hook. Wasn't she in that movie enough? That's where but, she learned that. That's true. 
And, and, and she had enough right here. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Warren ends up, you know, being the most experienced on driving a boat. So he drives the boat and Danny's up there, you know, talking to him. So we see them get to kind of have a little better relationship after the music exchange they had earlier. You know, uh, Warren didn't want Danny playing his rap music on the boat. But, uh, well, it seems like Warren has changed personalities. He's gone from the rich, luxurious life of an actor to maybe he didn't grow up that way. Maybe he grew up as more of a, you know, a blue-collar type person because he seems to have adapted really fucking quick to just being a, a badass. Maybe so. He's smoking he cigarettes and shit. Yeah, and he get, he lets uh, Danny try to drive the boat. He's trying to give him driving lessons. He tells him... He tells him what which levers do what, and you know how do you make this? How do you make this happen? Just uh, do this. They end up driving the boat to an area where they run aground, and the only way to fix this is to winch themselves out. Mm-hmm. I'm just confused too. Like all the scenes you see of the boat in the river, there's barely enough fucking room for this boat everywhere they're fucking going, and they just keep finding places where it just fits. How do you know? I mean, yeah, if you if if got a couple of limbs, it ain't too bad. It'll grow back, right? Until the fucking mm-hmm. ground hits, well, like they, where they're at. The boat pulls up to this beautiful waterfall site, Hawaiian oasis. Oh, it's beautiful. There's palm trees around. Not and, accurate. Yeah, and they end up running aground. This is where they run aground, and so Danny has to get the winch out there. So they they go in two different directions to tie the winch up to two different trees mm-hmm. to try to pull themselves out. The funny part about this scene, too, is they do an entire 360 view of everything around them. There's no fucking way out to go forward. Yeah. Don't there's this, no option. Don't this stop at the waterfall? Like, Yeah, there's no option to go. This is where the river goes. That's where it starts, and then the water flows, and it goes downstream. There's no – everything they've shown is them stuck on a rock, the waterfall, and then back the way they fucking came. There's no way out. <laughs> Stupid as shit. Where were Jesus they going? Christ. <laughs> This motherfucker's about to go through the waterfall like goddamn magic school bus. Well, nobody wants to get into the water after, you know, the anaconda attacks. But they gotta do what they gotta do. Stay right. That's right. And as they execute their plan, uh, Denise goes to Cerrone with a knife. Like, she's like, you caused this, you killed, you got Gary killed. And he was like, oh, wow, when I got killed by a snake and I didn't like that. Uh-huh. Well, her dumbass... I guess Cerrone is some kind of super assassin. He's been trained by Steven Seagal. That's what I read. Yeah, and he's able to take her out with just his legs. They look alike, so I guess it's Bro, right. he chokes her the fuck out like an elite special forces fucking soldier. Oh, goddamn, he's fucking ready. Yeah, he's ready he for anything. He puts her in a fucking chokehold for no... She's got her arms available and her legs, and, and she, she still can't get out. She had a knife at yeah, the time. Yeah, I do. But she dropped it when he wrapped her. He tripped her with his legs, and then he was able to get his legs around her throat and put her in some kind of triangle chokehold with He's his legs. Sitting Indian style too when all this goes down. So for him to go from Indian style to being able to do that, yeah, that dude's got some leg kick skills. Yeah, and he tells her before she start before he even starts the attack. Never look into the eyes of those you kill. They will haunt you forever. Yep. I know. And then as he's choking her the fuck out, he's looking her dead in the eyes. Yeah, he's an evil motherfucker. Yeah. Look, no, he, you see, he jumps up from Indian style, tied up on a fucking pole, leaps right around to about neck. eight foot high, fucking grabs her neck with his legs and chokes her the let's, fuck let's out. Say five foot, because that's not eight foot. 
No, he jumped above her. Like, he leaped. Yeah, he starts re- repeating some kind of Latin Bullshit, prayers. Yeah. Um, sanctus, sanctus, he used the sanctus. devil to help him leap that high with his hands tied behind his back, a rope around his chest, legs tied. And then he, yeah. he just pushes her body off into the water. Yep, she's dead. And the group hears a splash. They all look back and they're like, oh, that must be the anaconda or something. We got to hurry and get ready yep. to go. Not, hey, there's a fucking white shirt floating in the water because you don't sink to the bottom. You're going to float for a minute. Yeah, and, and Cerrone's able to grab the knife that uh, Denise had and get his hands on it. He, he scoots it closer to him with his feet and gets it, gets it with his hands. Perfect. And, First try. Yeah, and he tries to uh, cut himself loose, which is, is, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's realistic. Yeah, he could do that. But yeah, no. these situations add, lined up perfectly for him to do this, which I guess if they didn't, we wouldn't have the move we have today. So, yep. you know, you got to dis... Uh, What's it called? Discredit it? I don't know. It's, it's, no, it's something. It's just something disbelief. Expand disbelief. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the word is. Who cares? Because you get to see the fucking anaconda again, which is, listen, color-wise, pattern-wise, the snake is phenomenal. Other than yes. the eyes, beautiful. The anaconda does show up, and as uh, Ricky or Danny, whatever the fucking name is, he runs back to the boat, him and J-Lo, uh, the snake ends up going after Warren, and Warren runs up the waterfall. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, I guess is a smart plan. Yeah, if you're, if snakes, you're, snakes can't count, climb rocks like that. Not yeah, like that. Not yeah. that big of a snake. Yeah, you, I mean, it would be a good, good, very plan. good plan. And and so he climbs up that waterfall, and he he kind of struggles a lot, but hell, he doesn't fall. He's got it going on. But on the boat, Danny and or Ricky and uh, J Lo have to struggle with Cerrone because he's out now. He's got a knife, and he's trying to go out through the gun that uh, Terry has. Why doesn't he just stab him? He uh, never once tries to stab anyone. He just has it in his hand. Well, uh, Ricky ends up holding his own, or, I mean, Danny. Uh, I don't know, Ice Cube. Okay, Ice Cube ends up holding his own with old uh, Cerrone, but he gets knocked down and stabbed in then the leg. Then he finally stabs him in the leg. Yeah, and he's about to go ahead and stab him in the face, but... Uh, J-Lo has the gun, and she's going to shoot him all while the anaconda is still hunting Warren. What through is, the waterfall. Through the waterfall. Senses him. Through the water. Him, the cold water. Tastes him through the waterfall, and he decides, I'm going to jump for safety. First of all, anacondas don't go into trees like this. That was that would be a rainbow tree boa or, or something along. That's the most inaccurate bullshit ever. That snake is too heavy to climb up trees well, and then to attack him as he falls out of the waterfall by the face yes, in perfectly mid-air. in midair and then coils him up. You're out of your fucking mind. And I guess it was too much weight for the tree. So of the course. tree ends up falling over onto the boat again, causing Terry and Danny to jump off the boat. Where are they going? Cause now you got a tree on your boat. How do you get that off? The tree falls on the boat. Yeah, it does fall on the boat. And I don't know why, but this tree wakens Kale. Right. Professor Kale wakes up. Yep. He feels the rumble and everything, and as Terry climbs back onto the boat, she's trying to get Danny out of the water. Like, hurry up, but he's stuck by some kind of limb. He he just he can't get out of it. You know, black people with swimming and then it just and doesn't work out. <laughs> and then again, here we go, the snake kills something and doesn't eat it. Inaccurate as fuck. Not happening. Yeah, it leaves Warren alone and then they end up seeing uh, Denise's her, body. Her body pops up out of nowhere. Where did that come from? 
Where did her uh, body come from? Who was holding it underwater that whole fucking time? Maybe a tree branch or something. Uh, fucking nonsense. But uh, Danny ends up getting bit and coiled up by the snake, and Terry's only pulling his arm trying to get him out of there while he's being squeezed to And the death. snake's just watching. And then goes and bites the dead body, which isn't warm anymore. Yeah. And he it does bite this dead body, and while it's biting the dead body, Terry blows its heads off with a, what is that? A That's a bolt-action rifle that requires you to reload the bullets after every shot. She shoots it three times with never reloading it. Yeah, that is kind of weird. That that seems like it's an automatic rifle. Kind of weird. It, it is a bolt-action rifle, but she does not reload, cock the bullet back, or anything. Yeah. If you pay attention to this, you can tell also that they were very careful not to damage the animatronic snakes that they used for this movie, because after she shoots it twice in the head, there's another scene where the snake comes up and there's just blood in its mouth, but there's no holes in its actual head. <laughs> well, Cerrone ends up getting the rifle and he knocks Terry to the ground. And as Danny's getting back up on the boat, he's aiming at his head. But all of a sudden in the back of old Cerrone here is a tranquilizer from Professor Kale. Yep. Where'd he get that? He was digging through his bag while this was going on? He might have. And as Cerrone tries to stop Kale, he does put his finger on his throat, which is, I don't know, it causes a lot of bleeding. I guess he reopened that wound. A real lot of bleeding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it bleeds through the bandage. Perfect movie bleeding, though. Like, it doesn't, it just stops at the perfect spot to where it looks like it's going to draw your attention and doesn't keep going from there. (laughs) Well, that's very nice of him. Yep. It's like Uh, WWE bleeding. But it... Weird because the convenience of this is that the tree, instead of falling on the ship only, it actually was able to knock the ship loose. Yeah. Well, as they're leaving, the tree's up. The waterfall is flowing backwards. Well, and the tree is up. If you pay attention, there's no tree in the way. There is no tree in the way. It's back up, standing straight forward. The water from the waterfall is falling backwards. Mm -hmm. So instead of just. Filming the, the, the boat leaving from the scene, they just reversed the boat arriving. Yep. No, that's fine. <laughs> so that's that's, that's, that's understandable. That makes sense. Saves money. Do you guys know that waterfalls in the Amazon go the opposite way? Well, I've never been there, so if it, they do, I can't tell you that they don't because I've never been there. So They get the boat moving, and they come across some kind of old mill of some sort, and they decide to uh, go check it out for fuel. And Discovery was a place for poachers. You know what's uh, weird about this is like how a sta- how like it's definitely an established building that far up in the Amazon. Didn't earlier they say there was like a three week ride to get to where they were going? How in the fuck did they build this shit? This looks like a normal fucking like bayou, like you said earlier, Louisiana type, some kind of fucking building that a company is using. I don't think poachers make that much fucking money to be using something like this. Yeah, you might be right about that. Man, that's a that looks like you some. Got a still a couple of two by fours, and there you go. You got a fucking hideout. They don't have lows in the Amazon. Where you want to steal two by fours from? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're checking the place out you know, because they're looking for fuel for the boat, and Terry finds uh, a large snake skin, uh, and Danny finds the fuel that uh, they need. But while they're checking this place out, Cerrone ends up ambushing them, and he's able to tie them up two at once. Yeah, it, it, I don't know, man. I, and Jennifer Lopez has located her bra at this point. Yeah, it's weird. I don't appreciate it. Well, it's because the boyfriend's down. He can't mm-hmm. see him anyway. But those outdoorsy pants she's wearing still let you see what's working. Yeah. Don't worry about it, uh, guys. Um, we're, we're upset about the bra. 
but we we like to pants situation. Yeah, yeah, she's she's made up for it. She is stacked in the back, but I don't know. Me personally, I would be more aware of the situation, and I would not have let go of that gun. He's uh, Danny put down the rifle to check and see if the the containers yeah. had fuel in them, but. How did he sneak in there and get it? Because he put it wow. down right there by him, though, also. He, he, it was right next to him. In front of him. Literally, it was one barrel in front of him. He put it on the the barrel in front of that one. So he would have had to somehow sneak in front of him without them seeing. Well, here's the other funny part. behind him and then, like, what? Is if you go back and watch the scene of the them seeing the initial barrels at first, there's no greenery there. It's just an abandoned warehouse with nothing there. And then when you see the scenes where he busts through and attacks them, there's like a bunch of fucking house plants everywhere. <laughs> there's just all kinds of shit growing. There was nothing there originally in the scene. It was, it was just weird. I would have been on high alert. I would let her check all the fuel tanks, and then I'd have been like, okay, let's 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 shoot some people up. But he ends up being able to tie them up, and he ends up pouring that monkey blood on them. Uh, uh, that came from a fucking silverback gorilla. That is way too much blood he from that spider monkey he shot. Monkey or, the little hand that was showing up on the on the monkey where he was draining the blood. That thing was tiny, dude. What he are you doing? He drained a lot of monkeys or one big gorilla, but he does pour it on him, and he. Well, here's the other part. I own a snake. They're not attracted to the smell of blood, <laughs> like a shark. This isn't Jaws, motherfucker. They're attracted to scent and heat, but not of blood. What about whenever they kill something and they squeeze it and they poop it out the other side? Does it come out as dry as he said when he's like, these human bones? No, it's a sh- it's a turd. It's no different than when you take a shit. I swear to you, it's the exact same fucking thing. It, now, mice every now and then, if you, if you feed them a, a good mouse with some thick hair, it comes out and it looks like shit that's covered in hair. Well... While they're tiled up, the the bait works and the snake shows up. Now, is this a different this snake? This is a different snake. Did you not notice he's red and black? Okay, so this had to be the male to the female or the female to the male that Regardless, was attacking them earlier. they're not red. They just did this to make it look more evil, which it fucking does. Okay. It's red and black, dude. It looks like the demon. Look at this thing is 120 foot fucking long. And they try to get Bullshit. away from it. It wraps both uh, Terry and Danny up and is about to eat them when Cerrone pulls the net on all three of them. Yep. Which is nonsense because uh, his weight to all of their weights, there's no way he'd be able to hold that rope to keep that net closed. That snake is freaking the fuck out. It is screaming. Like <laughs> you said earlier. A Nazgul. What kind of snake screams? There aren't any. But as the snake breaks out of the net, Cerrone is trying to shoot a trank. But he won't shoot it if he can't hit the head. Well, Why does it fucking matter? Why does he keep trying? Because the last tranquilizer didn't work on the last... Well, they said they said it came out of his mouth when he went into the water. Ice Cube made that comment earlier in the movie. Mm. But my question is, is why are you going for the head? The tranquilizer, when it gets into the bloodstream, is going to work just as fast no matter where you shoot it. That's the part of the fucking tranquilizer that makes it so special. Well, it releases uh, Terry and Danny to chase after Cerrone, who runs up a ladder. And it wraps around the ladder and him and causing it to fall and break. It wraps around that fucking ladder like it's at the NFL fucking combine. Mm. That is the fastest. Look at this. Uh, the fucking way it wraps shit up and just it, it is the most inaccurate, stupid fucking shit ever. And again, it makes me mad because there's I guarantee you there's hundreds of thousands of people who are terrified of giant snakes. 
because of this movie and the inaccuracies. They are so slow at striking, well, and they tire out so quick. After the ladder breaks, Cerrone tries to get up and run, but the snake is free to uh, bite and attack Cerrone. It gets him on the shoulder and starts to squeeze him, and we see it break his jaw and start to swallow him whole. But doesn't break anything else, because he goes in as a full-sized human. Yeah, and he's kicking, his legs are kicking too yeah, as he goes no in No fucking way. If it's squeezing you, and it's got you from the midsection, you're going to be crippled. It's crushing your fucking bones. And our crew tries to escape Danny and Terry, but the tail, uh, the snake tail whips Danny. Tail whip. Like, Again, like, like it's a, a fucking iguana. Yes. Oh, damn, tail whip. Oh, yeah. And strikes him. And strikes that, I think him. that's one of his moves. He's like a Pokemon. And yeah. Terry makes a run for it. Uh, but while Terry's running, she f- runs into a room full of snakes, which is, uh, I don't know. It, it, they lay snakes it, underground in nests, not just in the open plain sawmill. Well, are we to assume that these snakes are baby anacondas? Uh, I'm assuming so, just... because they were a little bit more accurate. As Those are baby anacondas, legitimately. They're not babies uh, to the terms. Those are four, three to four, almost five foot long fucking snakes. They are not babies. So I'm assuming they're trying to tell you that these snakes are not natural because of how big the two are that have been attacking them. Well, the snake ends up finding her in that room, and it pukes up Cerrone. And she's like, what the hell? And he looks up at her and winks at her as yeah, he falls. dumb as shit. <laughs> Another, though, inaccuracy, they do not regurgitate food other than to escape from danger or if they are cornered and feel threatened and need to defend themselves. Why would you throw up the meal that you have as a snake, which the whole point is to eat and survive, to go chase down other shit that you know is trying to get away from you? Leave yeah. it the fuck alone. You're already successfully in a hunt. Yeah, Somebody eat that motherfucker and move on. Yeah. That meal could last that snake a year, if not more. Well, this kind of put that Chris Farley spin on the whole tone of the movie is when Cerrone winked at her. Yeah, it's it comedy. Yeah, like why? It's like they couldn't make up their minds on what they wanted to do. Well, uh, Terry tells Danny that there's a whole nest of them up there, uh, but those were clearly different breeds of snakes. I thought they were different than each other, and uh, Danny plans to blow up the snake using the fuel that they need to escape while Terry tries to climb out of the top. With lighting a firefighter hose that he's assuming uh, maybe there's ammonium nitrate in this building because <laughs> I don't going. know why it's exploding the way that it does, but also the snake, he pins down with that axe. Mm-hmm. How long is this fucking snake again? It's super long, but she can't, I thought this was funny that she couldn't open the, the door because she was pushing the wrong side. Yeah. Yeah. She, she was struggling. And throwing that dumb shit. Yeah, but then it's funny too that she couldn't do it as a human, but the snake just busts through it with some kind of ungodly. It it can't. It doesn't have any power unless it can coil and then strike. Snakes have zero power. No momentum in it. Yeah, exactly. But she gets out and she has to jump due to the explosion. And now the snake is not only just a snake; it's a flaming snake. Flaming snake. It's It's a fire snake. Fire snake, and it's still coming after Terry. But it slowly lowers into the water, and I guess this is, it supposedly dies. Nonsense. Look at this yeah, shit. Yeah, it's screaming as it's on fire, and it's the scariest thing, because you, you, you know, you're like, set it on fire, you'll kill it. No, now you have a flaming snake Why wouldn't here. you just go into the water as a snake? You know, I don't think the snake is thinking. Well, know? clearly not, because it, you're like, hey man, half of me's fucking 
fine now. The other half's fucking still burning. What should I do? I should scream and try and still eat these people. <laughs> no, you should go under the fucking water. Well, how did it not go all the way in the water after falling from a 180-foot fucking explosion? <laughs> it, what did it land and use its fucking legs for balance? It's a fucking snake, dude. <laughs> Yes. The fuck out of here! You're so stupid. Well, Jesus as, Christ! As your guard is let down after Terry and then Danny reunite and they have destroyed the snake, the snake bursts out of the dock and tries to kill Terry through the wood. Through the wood with its burnt, charred fucking skin. But Danny is able to kill it with a pickaxe or axe. It's an old rusted axe that yeah, they saw earlier. Axe. Some foreshadowing. Still screaming. But you notice again. If you watch him chopping, you don't see a whole lot of damage to the snake until the last scene where it's not showing the actual animatronic snake. It looks like maybe a rubber a rubber reenactment of the animatronic snake that they use for this movie. And they finally put down the anaconda. My question here is, is uh, after they do that, they seem to be <sighs> relieved. They know it's You've over. You've killed two. How do you not know there's fucking more? <laughs> you saw a nest. Where are the rest of them at? Well, at this point, Terry goes back to check on Kale, and he awakens and hugs Terry. Sleeping beauty. Good timing. The blood from his neck is gone as well. They cleaned him up real nice. Instead of having ace bandages and actual proper medical use, it looks like he has a silk scarf on now, which is going to help with the bleeding. It's going to keep, you know, make that wound heal better. Stupid as shit. They never (laughs) even had time to change his bandages. He had no blood on him, but you're right. And now he just has a little patch. Nice back with a sticker. He's sticked onto his neck. Uh, but, yeah, he's better. And then as they float away, they end up meeting the tribe people that they were looking for the whole time. So as the boat makes its way to open water uh, after seeing these tribe people, which means they didn't stick around to actually film or talk to the tribe people because, like I said... The Danny, name, that's his name. I just said it. Okay, Danny. <sighs> the next scene, they're floating out to open water. So that means their whole trip, they didn't even stop to, you know, conversate or film. One, your other question would be is, uh, if you're historically looking at any encounters with uncontacted tribes, they don't end well. Those people were just like, "Hmm, what the fuck's going on here? We've heard a bunch of explosions and crazy shit going on in the woods. We should come out now. Wouldn't you want come out? You wouldn't come out now. That would be the worst fucking time. You don't know what's going on. It's World War fucking three for all you know. God damn, dude, you're hearing all kinds of crazy shit. Gunshots, explosions. That snake is snake fucking screaming. screaming. <laughs> I'm staying the fuck away. I mean, yeah, look, 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 like th- this part is that uh, the narrator is dead already. So you have anybody that's supposed to like tell you who these people are. They they filmed at the end. I think they said roll camera. So they did get these guys on camera, but how are you going to finish the film with I'd be dead? pulling that goddamn dead snake body out to show proof because nobody's believing your ass. Mm-hmm. Hey, where's all the fucking 13 people you left on this trip with? Oh, it's just us three coming back? What happened? You're not going back to the United States without questions being asked. Oh, they decided to stay. No, they're going to answer their questions. Yeah. But as the boat floats open to... Open water, the screen fades to black, and the credits start up, ending the anaconda. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Mm. Nice film, nice film. And at this point, we bring our special facts that uh, we all have researched on the film. At least three per person. I've got snake facts and movie facts. 
Okay, well, let's so, bring them, and we'll go ahead and start off with you. Go I'm ahead, I'm going to go with my first snake fact. Uh, uh, most people think that anacondas are the largest, biggest snakes in the world. They are mm-hmm. not. They are the largest, not the longest. Oh. They are technically, I don't think this is accurate nowadays, the third longest. Ooh. They are not the longest. The first is, uh, I think, the African rock python, and oh, wow. second is the reticulated python. But oh, these wow. snakes will get pretty fucking big, and they can actually go from 20 to 30 feet captured. There's no one's ever caught one over 30 feet, and I think the one that was close to 30 was dead. I don't Ooh. think anyone's caught a live one. I think the biggest one ever even recorded is like 22 feet. Wow. So they're out there. But That's a good one. I told you about that podcast I listened to where that guy said he had a 25-footer in his hands and couldn't bring it in because the rainforest in the Amazon is just – it's going to get you or you're going to get it, trying to get away. It's trying right. to get away. It's trying to survive. And what he was saying is that the treetops in these certain areas, I forgot what they call them, but they call them islands. But all it is is the water below the tree canopy is so deep, 30 to 40 feet deep, you're walking on the tree canopies. Mm-hmm. And you'll see one basking or doing whatever it's doing, and you just try and grab it. And he said what happened is he grabbed the end of it. The guy who was in the boat couldn't get there in time, and it started to pull him under that canopy. And I'm assuming you go under 20 foot of water under a tree canopy in the Amazon, you're not making it back out. Mm. But they can also get up to about 500 pounds and a foot thick. Oh, my God. Yep. That is pretty cool. I didn't know that. Yep. thought the anaconda was the biggest. Nope. Uh, Grizzly, what do you got in your facts for this movie here? What I got is we all know that this movie used CGI. Back in the day, they used... Really, really, really expensive CGI because per second they charge them $100,000 for CGI per second. Dang. Yeah. Sounds like you just didn't have a good contract. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do play animation. Right That's there. some shit right there, boy. Well, considering how bad some of that CGI was, they didn't get their money's worth. Well, I have that uh, the Anaconda animatronic was the biggest animatronic ever made at the time for this film. And it took over a year to construct, and it measured 32 feet long and weighed over 2,000 pounds and required eight crew members to operate. I might add on to that, because I don't know if mine's true or not, but I read that there was two. One of them was yours. The other one was a 40-foot animatronic that was 5,000 pounds. There was two oh, of them. Oh, wow. So I'm wondering if the other one was the the second one that we saw after they killed the first one, the bigger looking snake. It might have been. Maybe. I don't know. Do you mean use that one or you may give you another one? Give me another one, cuz. Uh, it beat out Liar Liar in the box office. Liar Liar was number one at that time. So that shows you that in the month of April, Liar Liar didn't come out then. So those other movies were getting fucked up by Jim Carrey. Mm. And then Anaconda came along. Grizz, on to you. All right, we got uh, in the theatrical trailer, when an anaconda attacks Gary, the CGI snake hadn't been put in yet. So he was just spinning. So he was just spinning and he just dived <laughs> into the water. They didn't know why the fuck he was doing that, though. That was in the trailer. Yeah, that seems terrible. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that is terrible. Uh, well, mine is that... Uh, in one scene, the film star Jennifer Lopez was actually trapped in a room with several live snakes. However, she remained calm and even handled one of the reptiles during the shoot. And that was the scene where she actually found the nest of baby anacondas. Yeah, they're not—they're not a—they're not, not a problem when they're young. 
They're, they're okay. They're not too bad. I got one for you. Uh, green anacondas, which is what is uh, showcased in this movie, have been found in Big Cypress Forest in Florida, as well as, this one will uh, speak some volumes to you, Brandon, Kissimmee, Florida, which oh. is where we usually stay when we go to Orlando. Yeah. And that's where we're staying, I think, when we go in October. They have oh. been found there. Oh, wow. Fun. That'll kill your kids. <laughs> really? What you got? Well, I think you already said one of mine, which was the waterfall was going the opposite way. I don't think that's a fact. I think that's an inconsistency with these motherfuckers right here. <laughs> Unless they're waterbenders like they were in Dragon Ball. Maybe they, maybe they, you know, it's a snake. Who knows? Uh, well, my next one is that uh, real anacondas were used for the movie. They used mo- both real anacondas and animatronics. The filmmakers worked with expert snake handlers to ensure the safety of the cast during scenes with the live anacondas. Hmm, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I got one for you. Did you know that 99% of the babies born die within the first year? Oh, wow. Yeah. They are in the Amazon or in that area. I mean, there's some big snakes, but that two-foot birth length is ideal for everything else to fuck it up. Oh. Black caiman, hawks, um, you go into the jaguars, things like that. Huh. Grizz, you got any more? Uh, I got three. Okay, okay, well, I'll go next then. We'll just go until we run out. A directoral debut, Anaconda marked director Luis Loisa's first English language feature film. He was known for his work in Spanish language cinema prior to this production. What do you got for me, Paula? Uh, did you know that the head is the only vulnerable part to an anaconda? No, that kind of makes sense. Yep. Well, that's why she shot it in the head. You know? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a good idea for anything, yeah. pretty much, you know? <laughs> Uh, I got one. Uh, the Amazon rainforest setting. The film is set in the Amazon rainforest, but most of the movie was actually shot in Los Angeles LA, and baby. on a soundstage. Mm-hmm. Only a few sh- scenes were shot on location in Brazil and Peru. Damn, that was I, I had that one still, but you can take that one because I got more. Uh, they actually give birth to twenty to forty live babies. Oh my god! At Two feet in length. Can you imagine that? 20 to 40, but then again, 99% of them die within the first year. So not a lot of them survive, but if you get past that that initial year, you're fucking good to go. You're a king of the jungle. Well, um, the special effects company Edge Innovations, there's the ones that made the animatronics for this film, and they use the animatronics for the more intense scenes involving the snake. All right, nice. Uh, they can actually give birth without mating. What? Yep. Asexual? Yep, just like your gecko. Or, well, was your gecko that way? Or no, no I guess. No, our, our bearded dragon's not either because our bearded dragon lays some eggs. Some frogs are like that. Some frogs. Yeah, are. the bearded dragon will lay eggs, but they're infertile. Hmm. That's weird. Yep. Well, um, critical reception, Anaconda received mixed reviews from critics upon its release. While some praised the film's B-movie charm and suspense, others criticized its predictable plot and occasional lack of believability. Uh, I I say fuck that. I think this is the best Snake movie ever made. (laughs) Second to, or, or, or second being Snakes on a Plane. There's not a whole lot of Snake movies. This is the one that got as close as it could it, it made a it was a horror mm-hmm. movie that was the whole point 
no different than Lake Placid. You know, that mm-hmm. alligator was way too fucking big, way too fat. It was just nonsense. Mm-hmm. It's a horror movie. That's what it's supposed to be. It's it's not supposed to be, you know. So I, I fuck that. I liked it. I think it was a great movie. I'd watch it all the fucking time. Well, I would. Uh... I do have one more if you if you if you're okay. Out. Go ahead, go ahead, yeah, uh, my next one is uh, anacondas can actually catch colds, the flu, and cancer. They can have cancer. What? Yeah, I oh, found that out. Crazy. I was like, oh shit, I didn't know that. But yeah, they can catch colds and the flu as well. I guess that's because they eat so much. They eat us. Yeah, so I, 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 we get cancer all the goddamn time. So it's got to be yeah something genetically where it just yeah whatever. I don't know. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the uh, Lake Placid because this movie did have a few sequels. Uh, <laughs> God damn it! Because of the success of Anaconda, which led to the series of direct-to-video sequels, including Anacondas, The Hunt for the Blood Orchid, Anaconda 3, Offspring, and Anaconda's Trail of Blood. But there also was a sequel that was Anaconda versus Lake Placid. I'd watch that. I watched the second one. The second one wasn't... The second one, the snakes were 100% less realistic. It almost reminds you of Jurassic Park when they used the Mm -hmm. CGI as opposed to... The, the actual real animatronics, you can tell the difference. And Anaconda 2, you could tell the difference. They were all CGI, if I remember correctly. But it was a stupid one. They were looking for some fucking flower, and they would get into, which another fact is that most times anacondas will get into these snake balls mm-hmm. where it'll be one male with fucking multiple females, and he'll just light them all up. I mean, mm. like an orgy, but in the male's like, yeah. benefit. There's no, there's only one male. It's not multiples. Wow. But they're getting into these pits and these balls to where that, and that's how they breed. Mm-hmm. Which is badass. That's not so badass. Humans need to start paying attention to yeah, snakes. How can we get into one of those? <laughs> how that's what I'm thinking. Balls, big yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get into an anaconda squeeze ball. But let's move on to our final thoughts. Grizzly, if J-Lo asked you to go on this expedition... And if you did, she would lay that ass on you. Would you say that Anaconda is a good one? Bruh, you ain't even gotta say it, bruh. I don't mm-hmm. care if she was taking me to the depths of hell, bruh. What are you doing, <laughs> girl? What's up? Man? I mean, this this movie was a part of my childhood, dude. I, I, I loved it when it came out. I don't think I was too vicious looking at it again. So, I think I like it. I think I still like it after, you know, how many years of me not seeing it. I want to say that you, saying this was part of your childhood, you would think your ass would deal better with snakes (laughs) in the fucking wild than what you do. Brandon, would you like to elaborate on Zay's one fucking snake story we we have? Jesus. uh, (laughs) There's a difference between looking at it on screen and then seeing that shit. I mean, we, we ain't got to say nothing about that. So I'm like, oh, Jesus. Hey, listen, you need to do better with snakes. What you got to say about this movie. Well, fuck whatever the hell you're talking about, David. I would say this was a good one. Mm. Polar, if you went on this adventure and while you were sleeping, Anaconda grabbed you by the balls, would you stab it or say that Anaconda was a good one? I'd say it was a good one. Anaconda squeeze. <laughs> but I'm going to say the same thing as they, you know, this was this was one of my favorite movies growing up. I said it like you said. I was going positive with this. What the fuck's going on here? I'm being attacked for being fucking nice. Jesus. Uh, yeah, I love this movie. I was. I think this may have been a reason that it pushed me and 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 who I was later on in life into getting reptiles and to owning reptiles and and 
liking snakes as much as I do. I currently own one. So, and at one time, I mean, hell, how many did I have? Thirty. <laughs> I mean, snakes are awesome. They're really cool if you actually get into them. Again, I, I'm gonna rate this as a good for the simple fact of what I've said multiple times earlier in this podcast is that I think it gave bad light to actual snake facts. It made people more scared of snakes than what they should be. If you're looking at them from a, an actual animal standpoint and a physiology standpoint and what they're capable of and what they're not again, be scared of fucking venomous snakes and don't fuck with them, but don't be worried about anacondas and shit like that, man. They're fine. Ball pythons, um, even the snake I have now, the ball python, it won't even um, – half the time it doesn't break your skin if it ever were to bite you. I've had plenty of them. D- make your own assumptions about snakes based on your own personal experience with them, not a movie that's trying to scare you into being scared of snakes. But yeah, I give it a good uh, – again, great, great movie. I think the acting was, was up to par to what it was. I think at the time that it came out, made it what it is. I think now that we have red box movies and there's so much bullshit being put out – a lot of them don't get the credit that they should because we don't watch them because we know they didn't go to theaters or where they weren't, you know, there's too much out there. But this movie was, it was good. It was a good one. Good one. That's good final thoughts, cuz. Okay, my final thoughts are that uh, this was a ride of sorts for sure. The writing was kind of whack with the crew being so trusting of Cerrone in the beginning and I could ignore the, the uh, uh, realistic facts about the Anaconda. Uh, for the movie's sake. But some of the inconsistencies like the waterfall and the snake being on fire was a little too much. And John Voight turning into the Godfather at points in the movie. Uh, and Gary not saying, oh, wow, one time. I would say that uh, Anaconda is an okay one. And that will be it for our review of Anaconda. Anaconda squeeze. And if you guys are looking for our next movie, we will be doing Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger. So excited. Uh, Get to the chopper. I'll do it. (laughs) As you can tell, we are excited for doing our first Arnold movie, and that will be next month in September. So be ready for the Running Man. I think we got to do an arm workout prior. Yeah, we might have to pump up a little bit. I like to see a pump. Yeah, we... I try to hit them impressions every month, uh, so we know dang well I'm gonna get this Arnold one. You know? oh, we're all getting that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, I did the uh, the Ice Cube one. Let me know if I did a good one on this. Yeah, one. I didn't even not, hear you do it. Hey, follow us at uh, We Real Reels on Instagram dot com, and if you want to get in touch with us, send us an email at We Real Reels at Gmail dot com. All right, guys, and I think that's gonna be it for us, uh, Polar. Hey, y'all have a a good, I guess, month since you know we do this at a at a weird time. But man, enjoy yourselves, have a good time, enjoy the rest of the summer before this this fall and winter weather comes in. But also go watch this movie and make sure you go watch Running Man before we do this, so that you can get your own interpretations and your own opinions about what we're saying. And then you can call us out on some of these facts or some of these things that we're saying. Whoa, wait a minute, that reminds me, mm-hmm. we do have some mother loving updates. Yep. Oh, my God. Before we leave, we got updates. Okay. We, we did receive some emails and some feedback as about some of our factual errors that we made mistakes. And we do make mistakes. We are just a bunch of dummies. Yeah. And so we're going to find out if these factual errors in correction were appropriate or if we were right all along. 
uh, Polar, you do have some updates for us. Can you please tell us what we got? Yeah, uh, last episode, I uh, I did say that the the Caltech shotgun that Zay was reviewing was the first ever bottom fed shotgun. Uh, that was a hundred percent a lie, and my neighbor called me out on it. I knew it was a lie, but I forgot to go back and and correct myself. I was gonna plan on using that as my uh, gotcha moment for the podcast, and I never fucking went back because I didn't think it was a good one. And I apologize. It is not whatsoever the first bottom-fed shotgun. It's the first one I've ever had. Probably the first one Zay's ever used. But it is not the first bottom-fed shotgun. Mm. And I believe we do have one more on the technicalities of going bird hunting. Uh, what was that, Polar? Uh, well, uh, you got to be careful with the, the shotguns that you use when you're going bird hunting because there's certain laws you're only allowed to use a certain amount of shells inside a shotgun to go bird hunting. So be careful with some of those. Are you sure about that? Because whenever I looked online, it said you only need to use three-inch shells and you can have as much as your shotgun can hold. I think you may have misread that. From what I've been reading, it's that you're only allowed to have three shells in the chamber. Um, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I was. I, someone told me that that was the case. I just wanted to make sure we were being accurate. Why well, not? I did mine on the TWRA, which is the uh, Tennessee Wildlife. Wildlife yeah, yeah. Um, and I looked up what you need to go hunting, and it said three-inch shells, which I had. How many though? Um, it said. There's a limit to how many shells you can it, have it, in it the never gun. Never said an amount. Yeah, there's. When, whenever you did. Uh, there may be. It may be. Hunt. Maybe. Um, when it comes to small game, which uh, is dove or quail uh, or something like that, I don't know. Duck. You, you may want to look in. Also, just look into it. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I did private land, so possibly public land could be different. I don't know. The law is the law. The law is the law until they enforce this shit on your land. Yeah, <laughs> and then you're fucked. Yeah, they, <laughs> they do what they want. I don't know, yeah. We need to look into it a little more, but that's what I was told, is that you were only allowed to have a certain amount of shells for bird hunting, not the length. But again, our sources could be wrong as well. Hmm, There might be. But like I said, we are out of here. So, uh, Grizzly, say your goodbyes. Well, I appreciate you guys supporting the podcast. Um, I love what we're doing here. Um, I would say I'm trying to build our social media. So if you go to the collectors, I feel I'm going to put a little money down to expand our Instagram. At least our Instagram because I feel like we can make some type of monetary gains on our Instagram. So if you come in, at least in the next couple of months, I'm going to try to give um, Panda here a couple of Deblooms, you know, mm-hmm. to give out free some berries, uh, free, you know, Pokemon cards or or um, comics or pops or something like that. I'm gonna give them a couple of dollars. You know, you know what we need to do with money. that is just, you- just to get you to follow us because the more money we make, the more eyes we see, the more money we make, the bigger we'll be. You, we need to get a quality we'll have business card or something podcast. with the podcast listed on there to give out with those Pokemon cards because otherwise you're just saying it. Those people may, by the time they get home, they no, have to get... No, what I'm trying to do is get, get them to follow us in line at that moment. There you and go. And then when they do that, you get something free. So I'm trying to work it out with the collectors right now. Mm. When we do that, 
um, when we start growing, um, you'll see bigger giveaways because I'm trying to do giveaways. I'll, you know, spend the money myself with do giveaways. Shots and squats will do that as well. Only females accepted. And uh, you need a full portfolio sent to me first, and then I'll approve you <laughs> as necessary <laughs> for a free workout to follow our podcast. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> Y'all heard it. That'll be it from us until next month. Be looking forward to a Donnie Darko review from me and Koala and next month's Running Man review. Thank you guys so much for listening and keep on reeling. Uh.